and a mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 101. We are back. We're back. Brandon is with Baby, and we're ready to rock. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been two weeks. He might chime in here and there in the background. Yeah, he may. It's been (laughs) two weeks since we ended up having a show on the regular feed. It feels like forever. I'm telling you, I went to go and get everything ready. I'm a little rusty. Little rusty I'm still way behind things. on a lot of things. I got some catching now, up to do, but uh, you're you behind know, on I read, life. I read what I had to for the, for this episode. Yeah, so we are going to from now on. Just a little announcement: we are going to go back to having one episode a week. It will be the weekend edition episode, like you're listening to right now. It will be a little more. Uh, books. We're going to be talking about five books tonight. So that'll be the big podcast for the week for now. We'll see how it goes. I mean, when we did start, we started with one podcast. Then we kind of went to the two, you know, to get to 100. And then we got to yeah. 100. And now we're lazy, right? Hey, but we're going to do this. So it's going to be Sunday night will be the big podcast. We'll be doing, you know, five or six books and the mail. So we're still going to be doing mail, all of that. And that's kind of a thing there I can push that if you do want to hear some books before Sunday, though, we do and have been doing a Marvel Patreon spotlight over on our Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash weird science, where we do a Marvel spotlight every week, every Wednesday night we do, a featuring two books that are picked by the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew, beep. This past week, we actually ended up doing uh, Absolute Carnage number one and Agents of Atlas number one. Yes. I'll tell you, Brandon liked one of those a little better. <laughs> and the one uh, you can guess that the one that rhymes with G- Agents of Tat. I can't even rhyme with Agents <laughs> of Atlas. Agents of Batless is the one that he Fatless. did not like no, as like much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to listen to those, and that happens every Wednesday. So if you go over to patreon.com slash weird science, you'll actually get a show for the, you know, early on in the week. It's actually the first thing that we end up recording for the week. So there's a little incentive to go over and give us a little support for what we do. Now, this coming up week on Wednesday, it looks right now, the poll is up, everybody's voting. And it does look like what I thought was going to be the winner it looks like Punisher Kill Crew number one and Gwenpool Strikes Back number one will be on the spotlight. Yes. And uh, you are going to be reviewing Gwenpool Strikes Back number one on the site. I'm going to be doing Punisher Kill Crew number one because it's my man Juan Ferreira. So I, I snatched Wonder that up. Boy. But we'll be talking about that on Wednesday. And I'll mention the website as well, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where you can go. And every Wednesday morning, we end up having the reviews up, the written reviews. Now, on the Patreon, we have a bunch of other shows that you can go and listen to as well. We have a Marvel back issue show where we review an older issue, usually from the Marvel Unlimited app. We ended up just doing Punisher number 10 from 1988, <laughs> The Creep. And that is mentioned a lot, that, yes. that creep phrase. Everyone uh, is a creep. Oh, everyone in that book is a creep. And the vote is still going for August, but it looks like it'll be Astonishing X-Men number one from 2004. That's the first issue of the Joss Whedon run, which is actually 
the only X-Men that I've ever read because I was really? actually more of yeah, a Joss Whedon fan. It, it's, it was good for me, and it was a good jumping on point for me. I kind of was confused a little. And the funny thing is when this whole Beast Hickman thing was like going. like a lion. That was yeah, about yeah. all I remember. They, they ended up having uh, you know people talking about this Hickman run and things like that and asking me, oh, haven't you read any other X-Men? And I forgot completely that I only read the first six issues. Of this astonishing X-Men, but I did. I ended up reading, you know, pretty much the first trade worth. And uh, in fact, me and Eric have kind of pieced it together that I probably bought those issues from him at some point because I went to the comic shop that was owned by his buddy where he used to work all the time. And I used to go when he was working. So he may have actually sold me some of those. Probably was a jerk to me. Uh, You know, probably. (laughs) We also have a Marvel Secret Origins podcast. I just did the first appearance of Gwen pool and we have a marvel event podcast and many many more the event this uh coming up in august is the thanos war uh which is a lot of captain marvel a lot of old school captain marvel and that which me and brandon have been fighting against since we started the event (laughs) podcast because it seems like every event runs through the captain marvel book back in the the main he's the main focus of all these events oh yeah these events are always through the captain marvel books but yeah if you go now over to patreon.com slash weird science you won't be charged to join and if you quit before the first of september the next month now uh you will never be charged it's actually a free trial for the whole month of august so we just ask people to go over just sign up you won't be charged uh and see if you like what you hear you'll end up getting a lot of other marvel stuff you'll see why we're also busy doing other marvel things not just the podcast that's on the regular feed and i think that i'm i'm pretty confident that a lot of people will like what we do that's why i don't charge a lot of these patrons they charge right away so that if somebody bails by the end of the month they actually you know hey i got your money i don't care i, I don't like playing <laughs> that game it almost goes in the deal where i'll mention our twitter is ws marvel comics if you follow us we'll follow you back i I just kind of like to do things the way i would like them i've had a lot of patreons that i wanted to join and they ended up charging up front and i'm like nah you know what i'd like to see what you do first before i end up paying i think that's only fair uh also just i had a bunch of people this uh, this week i ended up seeing some people you know share some things of ours and so i ended up following them they never follow back and I, i just don't understand why people are so against that they think it's cool to not follow people back. To you know what's not cool? It's not cool to not follow people back. It's also not cool to put icing on brownies. That is cake, Brandon. That's not a brownie. Yeah. I ended up I mean, I, arguing I this it. week. I prefer it without I don't it, like but it. certainly do you I, like Do you like chocolate cake with chocolate icing? Because I think yeah. that's an oh, abomination. Yeah. I will, love, I I will eat that. the crap out of that. What the heck? My favorite cake is actually a Black Forest type cake, a chocolate cake with vanilla icing. I think yeah, that's I mean, the I don't perfect hate that cake. Either, but I, I like hate it. You better love it. Is what I say. Is that your final answer? Throw a chocolate on chocolate on chocolate, and <laughs> no. I will, I, you know, cover it in fudge. I don't I'm need down that. With it, you know, I don't need that. Listen, there's a couple things I'm against. Chocolate on chocolate, I don't like it. I, I don't like, and I'm telling you, a brownie with icing is no longer a brownie. That is cake. I ended up having this argument. They brought them into work this week, and they're like, we have brownies. I'm like, all right. I go in. I'm like, oh, where's the brownies? I see this cake here. I want the brownies. And then, the oh, these are the brownies. They're fancy. Plus, I actually like, I'm telling you, my brownies that I like have to be like 
a half, not even a half an inch. They have to be flat and hard because that's how my mom made them and she couldn't Ugh. cook. Oh, she's the worst cook. My mom makes great brownies and, uh, you know, I, I probably is, wouldn't I, like I your moms at all. I prefer them like that. <laughs> I like that. And also I like the standard brownie. I don't need any milk chocolate brownie. I don't need any brownie with chocolate chips in it. Eh, these are not standard deal. Get out of town. Is what I say. Get out of Gross. town. So what I'm telling you right now, join up on our Patreon and never put icing on brownies. Or I'll be angry. I'll be angry. <laughs> but yeah, we also have a YouTube channel. Uh, I wanted to mention I started that up again. It's uh, You can go on YouTube and look up Weird Science Comics, where I have comic book video reviews and song parodies and things like that. I just started doing it out of uh, out of the blue. I, I always hear my kids yelling that they love the YouTubes. Yeah. So I said, you know, I'm either going to do that or I'm going to go on the Insta chats. Is that what they call it? Oh, yeah, I, I also, I, I just face. did a video. Yeah, yeah, snap face. That's what I, I think I have a snap <laughs> face. I just did a video review for the first full appearance of Carnage from Amazing Spider-Man number 361. So if you go over there and I'm going to put it in the show notes i'll put a link to that as well but if everybody could go over there check that out and if you like it subscribe there that'd be awesome it would make me happy but we're here to talk about books we're not here to talk about brownies we're not here to talk Damn. about the idea that kellogg's has completely messed up the rice crispy cereal oh. by adding marshmallows to a cereal no, that's, that's, that's basically based treats. on marshmallows yeah it's the, nonsense they, that's my favorite cereal. it's not even stuck it. together rice crispy treat cereal no. anymore it's plain rice krispies with marshmallows in it yeah it's, what it's it is like it's frosted rice krispies with you know marshmallows the thing is you're already you already have the marshmallow flavor yeah, of the rice crispy treats and i love it really don't put marshmallows what you need to do and I, this is if uh anybody from kellogg's is listening uh what you need to do is devise some way maybe put a barrier near the bottom because at the bottom <laughs> it becomes bullcrap because yeah. when you're going through when you get those big chunks of the cereal at the top the best thing ever. You get to the bottom and it's just dust, it's dust and yeah. crumbled up stuff. And then and that's what basically when I saw the version of that cereal that you showed me with the marshmallows, it's the crap they have on the bottom with just marshmallows thrown yeah. in. That's well, nonsense. I didn't even realize it was different until I got it home. I opened the box this morning and poured no. a bowl. Well, I, I, that's how little I paid attention to the bed. It was the same color. There's only a little sign in the corner that really tells you it's different. So I, yeah, I was I'm, I'm not down caught that. off guard. I um, sent a, a tweet to Kellogg's. No yeah. response. They're hiding. You sent a tweet to Kellogg's. I retweeted <laughs> it, and then we sat alone together. Yeah. <laughs> it yep. was just we're me the and you, man. Only two people that care. Yeah, well, we're mad. We, we love the cereals. Yeah. That's how it goes. Uh, today, we ended up going to BJ's, and we were getting me and Tanya. We're going and getting some food, and she ended up. They sometimes BJ's does not have the. You know, the newer cereals, especially cereal type deals, because they're, you know, they're big yeah, boxes. It's bulk. They're doing, yeah, they don't so you sell have the to new wait. stuff in bulk. You have like to that. wait. So, what just hit at our BJ's was the Frosted Flakes with marshmallows. That, yeah. That's stupid. And uh, the ones that uh, Eric loved. And I, I didn't like them. I didn't like them that much. I've and never Tanya tried was it, inspired. She was going to get them. I said, You put those down. 
Uh, who are you, Eric? I don't Slap him right out of her. Yeah, hands. really. And and in fact, we have like seven boxes of cereal downstairs. And and I I love the idea that you get it in bulk. But what you end up just getting is a big box with two bags in it. Yeah. And uh, my kids end up we we got Fruit Loops, and they don't have Fruit Loops with uh, marshmallows. Now there's a marshmallow cereal that I can get. That's behind. good. Yeah, but definitely. yeah, so they they don't have the Fruit Loops with marshmallows. And uh, I I ended up getting Fruit Loops, and they opened both bags. For no reason, because you, you should just go through one. And then now they're both stale because yeah. I ended up I was going to have a bowl of Fruit Loops. Fruit and Loops they get were stale, stale real quick. You can't yeah, even leave I'm not that down bag with that. open. Yeah. yeah, it's not like, you know, corn pops, which, uh, you know, are pretty much stale as you get them. Love, love the corn pops. They are the worst. I love corn pops. And a lot of people don't because you have to eat them fast. But that's not my problem. No, I eat things pretty fast. <laughs> uh, but when those get stale, they're awful. Awful. Savage Avengers, where we're talking about first yes, here. See, certainly. this is what happens when we don't have a podcast for two weeks. And I'm outraged uh, yeah, by a nonsense. serial change. I yeah, mean, that'll, get, that'll get me talking. Now, I did definitely. see, uh, since then, I have to I have to applaud the Fresh Start crew, Beep Boop, and actually uh, thank some people. I wish I knew them by name because I don't have iTunes up, but we ended up getting a bunch of iTunes reviews, nice. and they kind of buried that one-star review. Oh, nice. Off. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, that guy. So they buried him. Uh, maybe he's listening him, now. Yeah. You know, maybe I should play him a song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they ended up burying him, but I did see that kind of the theme of these uh these reviews on iTunes and which I do like, I, I end up um, one of those guys who you can get on. And I hope this comes through with our podcast, the way we do things. Obviously we're just talking about cereal, but I, I'm not that concerned with, you know, being a, a, a an educator as Eric would say, <laughs> I, I like people to listen an and have fun. Yeah. I want to be, I don't want to be an informer. I want to be an entertainer as Eric would say, yes. what is he an informer and a performer? He thinks he is, but I'd rather <laughs> people have fun listening and try to have this podcast be something that it's not talking above anybody. I mean, really we're, we're way below anybody who's no. listening yeah. to this. I don't you even know, understand no, half of what I nowhere, read. Half you know, time, I really, <laughs> uh, so these reviews actually pointed that out and said that they actually really enjoy the, uh, Marvel podcast that we do here uh, because it seems like we're having fun as well, which we are. We're having some less outrage. Unless there's a Nick Spencer book involved, I start getting a little little amped up. (laughs) And then you get amped, but still we try to have fun. (laughs) And also uh, pointed out that we have honest reviews, which those are the two things I like. Now, later we're going to have a mail. I believe it's Wolf Cipher's mail is going to ask me what type of reviewers I like. And uh, usually I like them as long as their names aren't like Brandon or Murray. I'm fine with them, right? That's (laughs) what I like. But we're going to start with Savage Avengers. But thanks everybody who goes on the iTunes. And if, yeah, if you can put a review up, uh, that'd be great. So we have Savage Avengers coming up here. I'm trying to get it. Number four. And it is called stress test and it's written by jerry dugan art by mike diodato jr colors by frank martin letters by vcs travis lanham and i don't know did you end up listening on the patreon we ended up having our indie spotlight jeff lemire and mike diodato have the berserker unbound book that's a very conan-esque book and i really liked his art on that unfortunately did it come out yet like it yeah yeah it came out last week uh we ended up doing that on our indie spotlight i I see you're caught up there, but yeah, no, I'm uh, so behind. Yeah, like yeah, I really. said earlier. <laughs> so, the thing is, though, uh, this might be my least favorite Mike Diodato uh, 
issue that we've had so far. I yeah. think the art seems it seems a little rushed, but the little intro here is since Colin Gap, the sickle priest, and the hand banded together to slay powerful warriors and use their blood to summon Jotun Lao, the marrow god, the city of sickles has had its fair share of deadly visitors. Among them are Wolverine, Dr. Voodoo, Punisher, and Electra, each of whom travel to the city of sickles with their own objectives but have banded together to fight for their lives meanwhile conan the barbarian who had previously escaped the wrath of colin gath after he unleashed an imprisoned symbiote and stole the sorcerer's valuable amulet has returned to help rescue his allies but in the ensuing brawl the symbiote filled conan's wound and the blood they spilled awoke joke Lao at last and i'll tell you right away I it seems like this was delayed or something because I started reading it and I ended up not even remembering some things. We say I, I that ended every up time having, this book comes out. It I know, isn't it always weird? Comes out at the beginning of the month. This one came yeah. out, I think, a week later than than it's usual. Still, it seemed, and and I think uh, that I was maybe still a little off. Too. And we like this book. I like we, it we a lot like Savage still. Avengers yeah. a lot. So the the funny thing is though. Every time we start, I think I forget some of the major points. I, I'll admit, you know, here's where I'm I not going to talk down I'll, on I'll people. I forgot that Conan had the symbiote. I completely forgot. Yeah, I didn't forgot. forget that, but I, yeah, I forgot I where we were, you know, amongst this fight. And I think some of yeah. the problem is they stop the the book or the issue a lot in the middle of fights. And there's yeah. no resolution to to kind of like leave your memory like, oh, yeah, this is what, you know, where well, we finished you say off. that. Next month, we're going to have the same problem then because I know. this is well, pretty much a, a two-pronged fight. in this book yeah. because that's why I think we, we pick up an issue and we get that feeling like, oh, I don't remember anything of what's happened because we're always yep. in right in the middle of an action scene when, when it starts. And, and what, what ended up happening, uh, we even talked about it a bunch of times when we were talking about this book, is the idea you know, that Colin Gath is trying to summon the Marrow God. He's trying to, and he has. I mean, he is there uh, because of, like they said, Conan. Now, when he shows up, we were waiting to see, number one, if he was just going to eat everyone like the last time. Yeah. And also, I guess that the thing that didn't click in my mind as much as I wish it would was the idea that the blood that they gathered from the warriors and the entertainers and the yeah. podcasters and the bakers <laughs> and you know whatever they're doing i thought that that was the be all end all that you would have the marrow god come and do his thing which I, I don't really even know what his thing is it seems like they just want to go off with him like hail bob yeah and you know put on their tracks he's gonna like king off. kong the cities one yeah, by and, one. and, and yeah. while that i'm saying at one point you have uh colin goth's like okay well we're gonna go off with you at some point i i think that you end up going on you know a meteor and then heading off now in the meantime colin gath says you know you gotta feed you are hungry i thought that's what all that blood was from yeah and so when he showed well, up just got him and, the and they said that yeah that's just the invitation now he gets there but really what is the difference then between the last time he showed up because the last time he showed up they had all the people there gathering yeah. him in and then he ate them all. But yeah. in the meantime, I think that they, they were I, the only ones know. around. The, really, the only difference was, you know, uh, the invitation last time didn't have glitter on it. I don't I don't no, really know what his problem was. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those, you know, pregnancy parties. He's off to see what color the icing is yeah. inside the cupcakes. Yeah, they they spelled yeah, so, out the entire reason very well for why, you know, he's coming this time or staying this time as opposed to leaving last time. But as far as his purpose beyond that goes, it's a little fuzzy. It's just like he wants yeah, to and, eat and everybody. So when he gets there, well, when he gets there, it is like Colin Gath is like, okay, you traveled a long time. It's been a long time since you've been here. 
Now, you know, you have to go off and the best buffet will be a big city. And he does send him through a portal. And, and this is where I thought the art was a little off because you start off, you have the Marrow King there. You have Colin Gath. He's yelling and screaming at people. And you have Wolverine just freak out. He jumps yeah. up at the Marrow King. And at point, you see him going into the head with blood going everywhere. You do see kind of a spark yeah, it's go. Like he's and then burrowing. all of a sudden, it seems like he was teleported yeah. somewhere. He is. It's, and, it's almost like he's attempting to burrow into his brain and kill this thing. And then all of a sudden he's snapped out or teleported yeah, out of Pop existence snapped to out, nowhere. But later he comes, comes out back, from like cuts his the way Marrow back King, out. cuts his way out. Yeah. But then that doesn't seem to have any effect on the Marrow God. It, well, it, yeah. it didn't have any and, effect. And they mentioned earlier, like, where did he go? That was kind of a yeah. big deal. Dr. Voodoo's yeah, like, I'm on it. I'll figure it out. Right? But then and, he just cuts his way back. I didn't think that was the way he was coming back. Yeah, and it's a weird deal to just have a way for Wolverine to follow the fight because they all end up following anyway. And, and so with that, he goes. And then I was I was kind of left behind a little with the idea that Cullen Gath, I thought he would go with him. And, and so he's just standing there. And you do have Electra try to stab him. She does yeah, stab she, him, yeah, but that doesn't do anything. Him. Yeah, and, and he says. Looks oh, like you the know, longest sigh ever can't. when he pulls it out. Yeah, and he says, I, yeah, really, at one point it looks kind of small and then it's huge. And he's like, hey, you, you can't kill me with these stupid weapons of yours. But I'm like, he's very nonchalant with just kind of staying there. Mm-hmm. And, and at a point, being he attacked like, left and right. He's being attacked, but nothing's, you know, working against him. And then he kind of like, boop, 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 walks backwards and then has, has a pillar just go down. He's in a secret. He's like in his secret panic room yeah. as it goes. But as this is going on, you do have voodoo, try to stop him. He can't. So you're getting the idea. Yeah, Cullen, he's he's pretty bad, but, you know, Cullen Gav is pretty yeah, bad, but so they're going to have to deal with him. And they end up, by the end of this, saying they're going to go back and get him. But the other big thing is, as he leaves, he goes into Frank Castle, Punisher's mind, and, and really messes with him with the idea that he says, oh, you know, I, I peeped in there, see what's going on. But it, it, even that seemed kind of... Out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, well, and it's almost like you have to imagine like all the other people he's fighting at this point are either you know, taking a rest, getting yeah, a drink well, of water. They're taking a knee. That's yeah. what they're doing. It's this exchange is just like going on while Frank Castle is, yeah. is kind of in a trance and just standing there. Yeah, I think I think it was a Zach Morris saved by the bell timeout. Yeah, time and yeah, you, you have Gath say, Oh, look at you. I went in your mind. And I saw, you know, it looks like you really reacted quick to those bullets when your family was getting shot. I mean, you grabbed your wife and put her as a human shield in front of you, and that messes him up. I mean, it messes Frank up completely. That's where you have the the marrow god go through that portal then. And yeah, at, at one at the end of the deal, then you see Conan jump. Everything gets a little wonky with the art uh, because you do have Conan jump through with him. Uh, and that was a little wonky where it went, but yeah, then you end up having Colin Gath going, like I said, tiptoeing to his panic room, but then he turns around and he's like, Hey, by the way, Frank, you deserve a present. You know, you, you've been so nice. You, you helped me so much that here, have your family back. And then goes into this, you know, the slab it rock comes down and you end up having, you know, his wife and two kids right away. Voodoo knows that this is nonsense and you should realize anybody should realize it's nonsense. Frank yeah. should realize it's nonsense, but well, especially, him, you know, yeah. 
but the thing is, you have the idea that it is a you know a dark wizard. He might be able to do this. I know that sometimes dead is better, uh, is but better, he's yeah. this is what he always wanted, and they're there and say, hey, Frank, come to me. His wife, he's like, oh my god, Voodoo steps in and says, you know, I hate to do this, you got to stop, and ends up you know mesmerizing him. And then in a weird deal, that the first time I read it, I was like, what the? It's almost like how can you scream? Because he ends up he has no mouth. Frank has no mouth, and it is spelled out later, you know, pretty quickly that these are Zol. Tan skinwalkers. They are demons that if you end up talking to them, they can bind to you. And when yeah. they bind to you, it's very You're hard screwed. to get off. So yeah. he has to have Frank not say anything. Takes uh, his I, mouth I away. thought that, yeah, I thought that it was, I thought that that could have been played out a little better. Um, but yeah, he ends up banishing these, you know, skinwalkers. They go off very quickly. It's, it's real, and then, it threw me off too when I was reading this because the top three panels on those pages back to back don't change. It's like they all repeat, yeah. copied, and pasted yeah. them and just kind of added some tears and some frown lines to them later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so if kinda, you go yeah. back and forth, it's the only thing that changes is really the shadowing. Yeah, it is. And so when he banishes them, though, then they're like, okay, we got to go get this marrow god. I mean, right there, they're there. And Frank uh, puts Colin his Gap glasses on. looks like Terminator yeah. down there. Yeah, he does. And he, he, Voodoo says, you're not coming with us. But Electra's like, no, no, he, he has to. He has to. We need his, we need his power. We need his guns and stuff like that. So yeah, he ends up getting Voodoo's glasses. And it is like Terminator slash Men in Black. I was waiting for him to say, but I make this look good. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> or bad to the bone is what he'd say but yeah they go off then they end up teleporting off and there is the marrow god who is half horse half monstrosity half man it's this huge thing and as he eats things he gets bigger uh, you have it's a Conan like attacking. The Batman who laughs with a horse body. Yeah, a little with a horse body. Yeah, it's a weird centaur <laughs> body with the Batman who laughs head. Yeah, so you end up with Conan fighting, and this is where I'm like, oh yeah, he had the symbiote. I was, I, I didn't remember it, and yeah. he has the sword. Uh, you have Venom show up. In a dragon form, which I think that that's a little off just because of the this whole is, null this thing is where and things I like that. I get completely confused with what's going on in the art and, and kind of in the yeah. story itself because uh, Conan gets stepped on by that centaur. And then that, squ- yeah. that screech or squeak that uh, comes up on the page, is that the centaur or yeah, is that no, Venom? I, I, no, I think that's Venom because that's Venom's, you know, dark with okay. the white deal. And that, the deal, the so- part that throws me off is that Conan still has part of the symbiote, but then the symbiote also splits off into this. Well, Giant here's the thing. Remember that the, the symbiote. No, that's that's venom. That 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 ends up being venom coming because Conan has part of that symbiote that he got out of that jar. You know, when we add the symbiote in a See, jar, I, I didn't this know it is split actually off. venom. I thought it was all just one in the same. And he's he's pissed because he's like, "Why do you have this? You know, why are you?" But it, it's a weird deal, especially with what's going on. I, I'm with still, absolute I'm, carnage. I read this again, really, but now, I'm kind of very confused with well, this with, scene. With what's going on? With with the Venom book itself and the idea that during War of the Realms, the symbiote was separate. Then you have Eddie back with the symbiote in absolute carnage. I don't know the time frame here. You yeah. end up and also just having Venom as a dragon that. Yeah. that throws me off too. So if you're reading the, 
goes, you're just like, okay, this is weird. But it is there because it had sensed the symbiote for you know, Conan having the sword and the symbiote, because it even says, you know, the symbiote, and it's not a symbiote that it is talking to Conan. Like we said before, he's getting these things that he thinks is Krom. He thinks it's his God talking to him, but it's more involved. And it seems like Venom shows up to just basically say, listen, the symbiote does not have a lot of gas left. It's going to heal you, which it already did. Remember, it filled in that big gash yeah. that he had. And uh, it's going to heal you, but that's probably going to be the end of it. So I think that that is the out. I only think Venom's here to give you the, you know, to know that there's going to be an out, that Conan will not have a symbiote with him going forward. Now, the thing is, though, when you're when you're dealing with absolute carnage like we are now, now I'm thinking, is uh, carnage going to go after, you know, Conan? Conan? Because that would be ridiculous. Yeah. I think, and I don't Conan think gets I don't swept think off that would to be. Chimera here soon. Yeah, I don't think that that would be the case. But it, when, when Venom shows up, he ends up attacking the Marrow God, which he ends up biting. Wolverine comes flying yeah. out of what Cut appears to be out. the shoulder, possibly. Yeah. Venom goes, Wolverine, gross. And I'm like, what happened? Because it looked like he was sent away. I actually thought that that was the when when Wolverine attacked and you got that little blip of like a teleport, I actually thought that that was him being teleported to wherever, you know, this this meteor that's going through where they're going to end up being like, I thought that he was sent maybe to the Marrow God's homeworld, something like that, but he just comes out then and maybe it's one of those that it's because venom started hurting it you know venom started attacking i don't know yeah. but the thing is then conan he's attacking venom's wondering hey who the hell is this nude they start all going after with Achilles. the symbiote <laughs> yeah and they they start going and they start attacking it and they end up you know they end up hurting it which is good and then they say it's almost like if, if it can bleed it, it can die uh, you know, that whole deal, a predator deal, if it can bleed, we'll kill it. And it ends with basically them standing there in the hero's pose, ready to attack. And the the thing is, with this whole issue, like I said, some of the art was a little off. I thought the progressions seemed to be a little rushed, not as clear cut as we've had. And I think that also it's just a fight. I mean, really, yeah, there's not a ton going is. on. Basically, by the end, you have the idea that it can be hurt. Now, let's attack it. And, you know, we, we just kind of dealt with that, this whole issue. Yeah. So, And it is the story itself is going to be concluded. It says next issue. So I do think that this was one of those, well, we, we have an ending, but we're, quite, we're not quite there. Let's have them fight the whole time. So you have that. Still like it. I still I like the too. series. I do actually really like the idea in the middle of the fight where you end up having the marrow god and it's almost like it's some sort of candy or some sort of thing where he rips the bus in half yeah. and then is just shaking it. the bus above him so the people fall in his mouth and then venom comes and grabs Saves him it's almost bus, like he's yeah. it's like the end of like any sort of food that you have a couple left on the bottom that you're doing that but yeah there's a couple people that are definitely dead there oh, that yeah, one guy's got, going right into his mouth yeah they, they're done uh but yeah i'm still gonna go a seven out of ten it, yeah, that's this is I'm a book that it. I've loved. I've really, really enjoyed. I look forward to it. And this was, to me, the, you know, the down issue of the run so far. But, you know, it's for the penultimate issue. Yeah. Sometimes you get that. To as set it things up for trade up. and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to finish that. You're giving it a seven yeah, out I'm of ten. I'm also going to go with the seven. And, and, you know, I don't have really many issues 
with uh, how the art looks, it's just mainly transitions and, you know, mm-hmm. the whole Venom thing right yeah, now in you. this book yeah. really confuses me. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go that back that's and not well reread served. some things, but I, yeah. I, I try to understand what's up, but I, I don't know if I totally get it or, or if it even It's really cool vibes. to have Venom show up because the symbiote's there, it senses the symbiote and shows up. It's just the timing is a little off with, with yeah. all the stuff going on I know, and, and, and things it's like that. Too, because usually, you know, when... Is it a piece of Venom and it's kind of one of his offsprings? They never made that clear. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, this could just be right after the War of the Realms and the symbiote may not have bonded back with Eddie. And that's the thing is, I keep thinking that the book is delayed. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe that's what happened. Maybe this was going to come out three weeks ago and then it wouldn't have been such a problem. It's not a problem per se. It just makes it a little confusing. And you want a little more information to kind of get your footing of what's yeah. going on and where like it's going on and when. It does seem like yeah, they're going to kind of split up a little bit after this arc. I, I would think. Yeah. I don't think Conan's long for this 616 world. You we'll know? see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he's there. Just saying that we have all those other Conan books, but those are dealing with his regular deal. Yeah. There's two Conan books coming out next week. That's I nuts. Yeah, nuts. They, they are really, when they got that license back, boy, they ran with yeah. it. They, they weren't going to stop. Conan yeah. Books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really. But we're going to go off now to the first section of mail. Do you have the time to drop me in Brendan Line? And with Science Mumble Comics at gmail.com. We will read them all. At the wrong tune, says Mel Cole. Whether they're positive or when they are not. You can give a shout out to your peeps. Make fun of Brandon, but not me. It's all for the weekend show. Brandon lives in Buffalo. Now here's wrong tune to say. Yo, it's Mel Cole. It is mail call and it is mail section number one. If you want to be the star of the show, unlike Brandon, you're you're not the star anymore, Brandon. Everybody who writes in, they're the stars. Yeah. Uh, you email point, yes. us at weird science marvel comics at gmail.com, just like Brett is doing right here and right now. Do you know who Jesus Jones is? You like that band Jesus Jones with the song no, right here, no right idea. now? Do you know the band EMF? I know with, the uh, song. I never knew that know, you sang it. You're unbelievable. Oh, Bainted. You like that song? I, th- you, I actually thought that? Right Here, Right Now was <laughs> sung by Bono or whoever. No, you, you you might even be thinking of the Van Halen song. I'm, I'm telling you, you may not even be thinking yeah. of the song that I'm th- talking about. It, it, was a, it was a hit way back in the early 90s, but uh, not quite a song that I hear every day, but I like it. I actually enjoy it. But Brett says, Dearest Werner Von Werner and Big Daddy Brandon, I, I did did I ever tell you that Ooh. I wanted to name our first kid who ended up being Alex? Big I Daddy. wanted to name him Werner Von Werner. Oh. I actually did want to do that. <laughs> I thought you and, wanted to name him Big Daddy. <laughs> and then no uh, Big Daddy Werner. I don't think that'd <laughs> yeah. be the case. But yeah, Werner Von Werner I thought would be the coolest name that there could ever be. And Tanya would never do it. So every kid, because I have five boys and every kid, uh, I ended up throwing that out there and she would always, you know, say no. And then she'd say, what's your second, you know, name that you wanted? And that was thrown out. And then at one point I wanted a son named Evan and that became Ethan because Tanya didn't like the name Evan and tricked me. (laughs) 
up until <laughs> they end up with the birth certificate, it was going to be Evan. And so even afterwards, I'm like, oh, come here, Evan, you know, let me hold him. And she's like, oh, by the way, his name's Ethan. I'm like you. Oh, my God. Really? That's what you're pulling? Well, you here? really got swindled oh, yes. there on that one. I did. But then again, I, all I do, I end up sitting there and we're going to talk about your son's name in a minute because it's yeah. asked. Um I end up basically, and I don't know if you and your wife did, I don't know, and we'll we'll say it's Braxton. And I don't know if that is one of those things. Was it a family name? Was it something you just liked? Uh, Did you like Tony Braxton as you were growing up? Is is that what it was? No, it doesn't have anything to do with Tony Braxton. Uh, No, Tony Braxton. My mom, and uh, so my mom started this thing where all, you know, she had, Three sons, obviously, me, yeah. my two brothers. So they all have BR names. I'm Brandon. I have a okay, brother. So Brett, that's what you have to do. Brett. That's what you're yeah, going so with. So okay. Brett continued it. He had two boys. He did Brody. You didn't want to uh, go with Braylon. Brick? Anybody Brick? No. Um, no, I had a roommate it, Brick once. Yeah, I like that name, actually. There you go. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I, I went with the BR trend and, and, okay. and chose so Braxton. I yeah, have liked I am, Braxton for a long time. It was that my, or Bryson were the two it was okay. between. How about just Bryce? You didn't go with that? Yeah. She didn't See, want my, Bryce. My whole I, thing Bryce was, got vetoed. My whole thing, I'm I'm a third. I'm James Alvin Warner the third. And believe me, growing up, the middle name Alvin was not great. I, I didn't want anybody <laughs> to know that. And then when that got out, everybody made fun of me. But I ended up when I was about to have my first child, my dad said, you, you're going to name him James Alvin Warner the fourth. And I said, no, because I don't like you dad and so i did i never went so i had five opportunities and then it's funny too by the end i actually almost convinced tanya like maybe you know our last kid who's logan maybe we'll call him but then i thought that really seems to like later on in life it might cause a controversy like they're like why didn't he give me that name you know i'm the third kid why did it last all the way to five uh but yeah my dad actually that's one of his options you could say my dad was like even when he was you know close to death he actually told me i'm still pissed off that you didn't name a kid james Allen warner the third the fourth and i said you know what that makes me happy I actually was very happy, <laughs> and I laughed at him. And so, yeah, I, I, I've not talked that much about my family on this podcast. If you listen yeah, to the DC listen. one, you hear a lot. Me and my dad did not get along. We, we didn't get along much. And, and when he was dying, he actually went into a coma. I, and first off, the guy was 600 pounds. So there was no shock that he wasn't going to live that long. But he ended up, uh, he was a serial fan as well. So I better watch out. But he, uh, he ended up in a coma. And I went, he was just nasty to me. He was never nice. He was always putting me down, always making fun of me. I could never talk to him about anything. And so I went to see him. And basically only because my mom told me, you got to come. They're going to, you know, they're going to pull the plug yeah, on this. Guilty. So I go there and my mom's sitting there again. He has my name, Jimmy, your son's here. Jimmy's here. You can go now. You can go to the other (laughs) side. I'm like, really? What what are you doing over there? I I said, it it almost was like she was going to tell me the house is clean afterwards. And, And the big thing was she just wanted him to die because she wanted his money. And I'm t- yeah. she actually thought that, that it was true. And she, I know that he's sorry. He's sorry that he was mean to you. I'm like, oh, he's not sorry. He's in a coma. I mean, look at him. And he, actually, that's she's the nicest he psychic. ever was to me. I'm yeah. like, I can actually talk to him now, and he won't yell at me. And she was so ridiculous. Oh, yes. Back to the mail. Brett says, yes. I hope all is well. James, how is the family? I hate my father. That's for you, daddy. It's a shout out up there. <laughs> actually, I, I should look down. 
That's for you down there, big guy. He ended up, even if he was going to go to heaven, the cloud would not allow him to go. He's too fat. It wouldn't hold him. It'd just sink. Brandon, how is the new little one? Give us all the stats. He was a big one. Right? Yeah, he was what uh, eight pounds fourteen ounces, yeah, yeah. almost twenty one inches long. That, I believe, so. yeah, yeah, he was almost. I, I thought you told me it was nine pounds, is what I thought you told me. But that's real fine. close, yeah, eight yeah. pounds fourteen ounces. Yeah. He didn't, you know, lose much weight in the hospital, so we got out of there pretty quick. Uh, that's two cool. days we were out. Yeah. So, uh, my but now, my yeah, thing. it's like four hours of sleep a night, usually interrupted so that's not straight you know he, yeah. he's a big eater so i don't do much about that really because he's he's you know on the boob yeah, right really. now but uh, he's, he's getting boobies that's uh, what he's yeah. getting so I yeah mean, I, I i can't do much in the middle of the and change diapers and stuff so I, but he still wakes me up you know yeah I ended up by the uh, by our fifth kid. I just slept through all that and let Tanya deal with yeah. it. That's and well, I hear I hear about that at sleeping through. I hear about that constantly in, now. So. Watch out, yeah. that'll get thrown in your face oh, later. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, is, is the new babe sleeping through the night yet? Well, we kind of no. stepped on his toes yeah. there. No, I yeah, always hated the question owl. personally. Of course not. The baby is two freaking weeks old. It's not sleeping through the night. It gets up to eat like every three dang hours if you're lucky. Yeah. Also, Jim, how about them birds, which he means the Eagles. Studfeld went down, and our backup is Cody Kessler. And he ended up messaging me because I was watching. And, yeah, you know, Studfeld, he ended up uh, breaking his wrist. So he went down. Is that they a rookie? Cody Ke- yeah, no, it's just their backup they had. But uh. this is the thing. It's one of those where if Carson Wentz goes down again, the season's over anyway. And he'll yeah. say here. It's he's for like, everybody's ma- mainly starting quarterback. If yeah. they get hurt, you're pretty much screwed unless yeah, it's and then a, this a is the thing. thing. The Eagles have relied too much on this idea of Carson Wentz being injured and then having Nick Foles come in those times and then winning the Super Bowl one of the years. And, and really had a shot last year, but Alshon Jeffrey dropped that ball. But you end up where I still go with the idea of Carson doesn't have a good year or or he's injured, it's just done. And the Eagles are yeah. prime for, you know, going pretty far this year. So I'm pretty pumped, unlike those Bills. Now, some are saying, no big deal, but I got a stat for you. In the past 18 years, no Eagle QB has played all 16 games. And, and that is true. But you have to also remember that that might be a little skewed because a lot of those years they'd won the division, they'd won the deal, and they didn't have to have, say, a McNabb start every game. He would sit the last two. So I think that that's kind of one of those skewed deals anyway. Way, but also he got injured so and, and you say that in the past 18 years no eagle qb has played 16 games so we have a 100 percent chance of needing a backup there's also the idea that you know the past 18 years they won one super bowl so if they're gonna win it again i say carson has to be healthy the whole time and that's it for the football talk he says me- meaning our backup is cody kessler we need to knock on some doors and find us a qb which they will now on to comics tell us how you guys feel about the house of and powers of x or the powers of 10 and yeah that's how i feel now i know yeah, some we, may complain we already we covered the first two of each right or the yeah, first one of each the first one of each but we they just were, haven't talked i haven't even read two of house that's of the x, thing so. it uh that's they were both patreon onlys too so people listening yeah. to this hadn't heard uh now i know some may complain about the confusion now hickman's story resembles some 15 lives of harry potter nonsense sense did you see that there's a lady yeah. who is accusing yeah, tweet today, uh, hickman of plagiarism uh but this idea author. of reincarnation explains everything and fixes continuity issues for everything in and outside of x-men lore well, when did secret wars happen i don't know maybe mario life six what about adventure i'm telling you i don't know what any of this email means 
because I haven't yeah. read it. What about Avengers vs. X-Men? Maybe Mario Life 4. And I'll explain to people because we talked about it on the Patreon. I told you we're not even going to say anything. Uh, what with Brett <laughs> saying all this going down, he says that basically he likes this Looper Groundhog's Day idea. And he's uh, totally cool with it that you can kind of throw this out to be an explanation of all the different timelines and things like that. Also use it to even get the cinematic universe in if you want it to. The idea that I said, basically, especially for me, is that Hickman's X-Men books are not new user friendly. I am a new user. So I don't know that people are going to want to hear me fumble through every issue of that book. I am not qualified to talk about them yet. I feel like when we were talking about them, we even got shade thrown at us by double A Ron. And then that got me mad. (laughs) And I'm like, well, there you go. That's why we're not talking about it. I spelled it out. I think that there's probably other podcast out there that will do a lot better job. There are X-Men specific yeah. podcasts that will deal with these books. I'm not one to say that we're the be-all end-all podcast. If I don't understand something, I don't want to fake the funk. I don't want to pretend that I like something that I don't, and I also don't want to well, just have a podcast always, where people know more about me. I think this a lot of the times, too, about you know anything X-related as far as the team books go, is that X-Men fans like it no matter what. It could yeah. be crappy. It could be good. They've liked all the previous iterations and relaunches for the most part until they get stinky and sour about 10, 12 issues in. And this is just, you know, the the baby in the new diaper, so to speak, from my point of view. And, uh, you Crappy know, it'll, it'll get old eventually. I, I almost, to, to I almost, people, I almost but, cursed there. You know, <laughs> I almost said like the escort. They they like every time this X Men stuff relaunches. Well, I I've never is, been a fan of it, and I can't you know get on board with it this time either. So my it's whole kind deal is, and I'll same. explain it this way: I'm still when we only a Wolverine, when fan. we start at fresh start, we were doing a Mortal Hulk. We we didn't like it as much as other people, and because I didn't have a full background of the Hulk and things like that, a lot of the stuff wasn't hitting with me because it was calling back some stuff. So we ended up taking a break from the book. We we still read it. We followed it. Uh, and as it went on, we became more comfortable with talking about it later, which we'll be talking about it later tonight as well. You know, the Immortal yeah. Hulk. And so I think it's the same way. This Hickman stuff. And, and people even say, oh, man, it's confusing for me. And I even love the X-Men. And I, uh, it's so confusing to me. I don't know the characters. I don't know what's going yeah. on. And when you have something that is fixing, you know, the whole timeline, you kind of need to know the timeline to know it's being yeah. fixed so hearing it's, me it's just divisive, through, it's nonsense a little bit in our slack with um people yeah. that are x fans because there's people that uh i i'm uh i've been aboard x-men you know since this relaunch and i've been on you know for all these different things and this one i i don't like and then you know there's people like aaron who yeah. enjoy it so uh yeah. you know it, it just falls in line with some of the other books we don't cover because we're, we're not on board with it right now It'll yeah, come back, yeah. maybe. and i'm telling we'll you see. i'm i'm not on board not because i think it stinks i'm not on board because i really don't understand what's going on so I, i'm not gonna sit yeah. here and and like i said it's like me fumbling when through the it. dust settles and it can be summed up in I, a yeah. couple sentences i remember and I can the, jump the on reason again, I'm, I'm and fine. this may sound pretentious but the reason way back i said to eric uh why we started the site and the dc site and the dc podcast way back is because we were i was listening to a bunch of other podcasts and i was listening to tons and this is when you know even as we started the things i met you and me and you would talk about a bunch of podcasts that we'd listen to and i got to a point where i actually seemed to know as much or even some books and things seemed to think that i knew more and then i said derek we should start a podcast
podcast. I mean, these people doing it, I kind of know as much as them and things like that. And this is the thing. I don't want that to happen to us. I don't want people to listen to us talk about this X-Men stuff and just like, why am I listening to them? I want to start my own podcast because I know way more than him. And you would. Everybody listening to this would probably know 100% more about what's going on in that book. And it's not a good fresh start for me. Uh, especially. So we're going to back off. We're going to back off from it, see how it's going on. I hope everybody enjoys it. That's great. Uh, I will read both of those as trades after these six issues of each, and then we'll see where we go from there. Um, But yeah, he says that he's totally cool with it. I don't care if he took it word for word from Five Nights at Freddy's or whatever the heck it's called. I still love it. And that's totally up to him i ended up reviewing the house of x number one on the website and then said i am done i like that (laughs) we talked about it i liked it i was in and then powers of 10 came out and i was completely confused and i thought it right there was the idea i don't know what's going on and i don't had that spotlight we had a spotlight with it that if you go over to patreon you can listen we were struggling we, we were struggling oh, yeah. to figure out was what was bad. going on and to get through it. And I, I don't want that to happen again. So we're going to have to, I'm going to have to actually do some homework, I guess, and see what's going on. Yeah. But I'll that say is one of Brett. my biggest main concerns is like, you know, your point of focus character apparently is mostly Moria McTaggart. And I just don't no. care for her as a character. I, I like the core X-Men, like I've said before, and it, they, they seem sparse through those books no. right now. Yeah, so. we'll see how it goes. We'll see. He's kind of, this seems like he's setting up the whole, you know, world the future he's setting up things but it kind of left me behind so that's why you won't hear us talk about it in the near future but that is brett that's the end of the first mail and we're going to go off to talk some more books all right we have two books in this section and we're going to start with daredevil number nine and me and you both like this book this is one of the books that we were very impressed with chip zadarsky uh because He's, you know, you didn't like the jokey Chip Zdarsky. Now, I'm no. telling you, maybe this book could have used a little jokiness, this issue. It's it's very serious. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very wordy. It's very philosophical. It, it has a lot of questions about religion and, you know, our parts in the world and if there's a Is God, God real? and things like that. Yeah. Uh but I still like it. I know a lot of people I saw were Is thrown off by this Is he asking what issue. if God was one of us? <laughs> he might be. Yeah, that's, I don't need that. But it is yeah, Daredevil you number you nine. You need a parody song that's, for I this need to, that. to transition I'll just sing that in. song there itself. I don't even need a parody there. I'll just go with it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you have Chip Zdarsky writing pencils by Lalit Kumar Sharma, inks by Jay Lyston, and colors by Java Tartaglia. And they don't yell VCs Clayton Cowles. Poor yeah, VCs Clayton Cowles gets done yeah, gets at the very at bottom, the bottom, right? Down there. And it says Daredevil will not die. And additional problems with his corrupt co-workers in the NYPD detective Cole North, the resilient transplant from Chicago, has been haunted by the ever-present shadow of the kitchen's guardian devil. But Matt Murdock has left the mask behind. Even so, his quest for a normal life led him to save the Libris crime family from a hit commission by the owl. Matt might be done with the devil, but is the devil done with him and i guess 
that we have to just go with that because there was the big question of, boy, did the was the hit commissioned by the Allen? Pretty much says right there that it was, yeah. unless there's a twist later. We're just going to go forward with that. I thought that there was going to be a twist with that that the Owl ended up showing up and killing that guy because I don't know if he it's wasn't spelled out in the blurb. Guys. I usually count it as gospel. I, yeah, you can't I, I mislead me yeah. in the blurb yeah, going into the issue. Yeah, I think they have to do that. So we we have a book that after you know Matt had killed a guy by accident but he still killed him yeah. he wasn't ready to the come baton. back from his death and all that so he ended up killing the guy you ended up having spider-man and i think that that's one of the things i actually think that by now in this issue number nine i think that it would have been real well served to remind people of the fact that if he does end up becoming daredevil again that there are Spider-Man and a bunch of people that are ready to take him down. Now, I don't know. Matt's a very smart guy. He's not as smart as Reed Richards, who he goes to at the beginning, but he's a smart guy. Do you think he's playing with the idea that the small print is that he's not in the Daredevil costume? So then he's not Daredevil. So when Spider-Man comes and is like, hey, I told you you can't be Daredevil, he's like, oh, no, no, I'm just a guy with thing wrapped around head guy. I'm Devil Dare. How dare you? Yeah, yeah. I'm not that. I am, uh, you know, drapes man that i have here uh but yeah so you're going with this and this after the first arc of matt kind of going over the top he was popping pills a lot he ended up you know he wasn't ready to go back but he thought he had to because he the, you know hell's kitchen needed to see the presence at least of the daredevil devil. out yeah. there to scare the people you have the kingpin thing going on you have all these underground you know all these mob bosses kind of going owsley all these people going and the libras family trying to you know come together to, territory yeah, but they are fighting but they're bit. not supposed to kingpin told no. them don't do this don't be jerks don't you, know, you have your territory yeah. just deal with it we can all get rich but they you know you know how people are and pieces yeah. of crap like that they, they want all more. want something more uh so he has been struggling he ended up being a parole officer he's not a you know he's not an attorney anymore even so he went back we thought that that's what he was going to do but he seemed to be wanting to be more of a street level helping guy he ended up wanting to be somebody who helps he's also through this has become a better friend to Foggy, even though we don't see him a lot, but he ended up getting him a book for his birthday, the first birthday present he's gotten Foggy in, in years. And that's how he met this Mindy who ends up being married to one of the Libris family members, things like that. So you end Kinda up having through this whole deal. Without him knowing yeah. too. So you have this whole deal where Matt isn't Daredevil. He's trying to figure out what he needs to do. He's kind of at a, you know, a crisis in his own life here. And he does go to Reed. It starts off with him playing chess with Reed in the park and trying to figure out, you know, what he's going to do, but also asking Reed, saying, you know, you've been all over the universe. You, you've been over the multiverse. You are the smartest man I know. You may be the smartest man on the planet. Do you think there's a God? And it is a overlong discussion. I, I think that it's very good, but it's yeah. it, it, it can yeah, kind of it, it, it kind of says the same thing in circles yeah. over and, and over. I, yeah. I think that it's one of those where it, this book, especially because Chip Zdarsky is also doing the Invaders that we love as well. Uh, the Invaders is a serious book, but that's more of a comic booky book. This yeah. is, Espen- and especially this issue, stuff. Yeah. I get the idea that Chip Zdarsky's like, okay, everybody thinks I'm hilarious. You know, I'm I'm Mister Chuckles here. 
I'm going to show them that I'm also Mr. Brains. And and it seems yeah. like he is showing us. I mean, you go to his Twitter and he basically has a picture of him in a pool with his butt cheeks showing. I, I don't need him telling me about God, but it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah. just it no, goes it on good. a little too long. And it, it is kind of the whole concept of this issue where Matt is trying to figure out his place in the world. Unfortunately, by the end, or fortunately, his place is Daredevil. Is Daredevil and we yeah. all know that. He's, like, he's looking for a sign throughout the entire yeah. issue, essentially. And it's with, almost like he wants somebody through, to just tell him, right? He, yeah, with he, he's one of those people, guys. He's subtly alluding yeah. to things and what should he be doing? What's a sign look like? And what, yeah. what you know, how did people see their signs? And it's yeah, just and essentially you know? that over again a couple of times until he sees a sign to inspire him. Yeah, and then that's what leads us to really the and, interesting and a sign of, the issue. of you end up. Well, he ends up going out, uh, you know, and he's working late. He wanted to kind of stay late. He he says that he wanted to stay later, but the secretary she had to go, and he he was hoping that she would go home earlier on time or whatever and leave him there. And I, I actually was confused of what I he didn't really know if he was, was going talking to do. about her or he knew what's her name was waiting outside no, for he him. Did, he didn't know. He says that, you know, I, I lied the lunch with Rita's and I could smell her outside here sighing was something. Maybe it was. Maybe he actually could smell. I didn't even think. Maybe you're right. It was Mindy that was hanging out and he was hiding from her. Yeah. I didn't think that played yeah. out well. Uh, yeah, no, it probably was. I, I had to read it twice to get that idea even well, and it's, I'm it's not even sure too, I'm right because now we well no I think you're right because now we know Mindy stinks she doesn't yeah. wear any deodorant <laughs> she doesn't shower he, he's sitting there like why is she showering out there I can smell she's her from over here she's one of those no soap people Ooh, you see them in the news lately yeah, I don't like that yeah I, I had a uh, a friend as I grew up and the guy was against deodorant he was also against me getting anywhere near him because he stunk like crap uh, I yeah. ended up when I went to college <laughs> I ended up and I went to West Virginia University and I was a roommate with a guy from Thailand. He actually is his parents were from Thailand. His name was Ekachai. And uh, it was funny, too, because one of the most southern guys I ever met, he grew up in West Virginia and uh, he (laughs) ended up he was another one who didn't use deodorant. He used this crystal that his mom and dad's priest gave them and i say well, priest i i hope the old that deodorant it's, crystal huh? I, it's a crystal and you're supposed to rub it and it gets rid of the bad aura of the stink oh, yeah. and i'm like this is great you know i'm with it let me try this and it didn't work and you know what nope. it was is i have hairy armpits he didn't he was hairless. Yeah. I had hairy on, and that's all it is. You have hairy armpits, you're gonna stink. I'm like, this crystal is not working there, Ekachai. Get it out of town. I, I need some, you know, I need some right guard. Is what I need. Yeah. But yeah, he yeah, ends up I need smelling the double her. dose of deodorant and antiperspirant. Oh USOB. I'm telling you, <laughs> earlier today, I, I I was gonna go take. Well, I did go take a shower. I even messaged you before I we started. I said, hey, I always like to take a shower after I read the books before we start to kind of clear my head. And also, I don't like to smell myself like Mindy stinking there. Uh, and I I was going in, and Rafe came out, and I had my shirt off. I'm like, smell my pits, and he's like, okay. He's like, oh my god, they smell. Bad. <laughs> That's what you get with all. <laughs> boys in the house you have people smelling yep. each other's pits oh, yeah. at points where wait. somebody goes to the bathroom and they start yelling you gotta see this we go running yeah. in everybody's taking pictures oh, yeah. tanya just sits yeah, my there and like still do that oh, yeah. tanya's just like what is going on to, here but yeah text. she ends up mindy ends up uh inviting matt to 
uh, a drink. They go to this kind of a dive bar. It's funny. They go to what they, she says is a dive bar because they, but yet they're drinking wine. And they yeah. really, it's not that much yeah. of a dive with bar. a killer happy hour. Yeah. yeah, really? Well, it seems like the happy hour goes on all night. is what she says. And, and yep. she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Not the best bar in town. They're drinking wine. I mean, really? Get out of town. But yeah, it's she pro- ends it's up. It's probably in fairness, you know, the bag wine. Slap the Maybe. box. It might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she ends up saying, and he he's actually mad. And that's why he didn't want to go out. You know, part of the reason is he's like, you set me up. You ended up using me. You knew who I was. You ended up knowing that when I go upstairs for this dinner, your family's the crime family, the Libra's crime family. Your husband's part of that. And he's going to snap. Why did you do it? And she says, you know what? I did. I did want to kind of get a rise out of my husband. I did want him to get embarrassed. I didn't mean anything, you know, to to be against you. But he, she keeps saying she wants her husband. I didn't know I was putting you in like, you know danger well, from and then bullets what happens either. in that because she <laughs> says i all i wanted was my husband to get embarrassed himself and see that you know there's a better way of things maybe you know he could go and she says yeah, i she still love my husband but i life. want you yeah. yeah i want him to quit the crime deal we have a daughter you know who basically during that whole shooting who it was matt who saved her uh was just listening to itunes and uh so yeah you end up probably <laughs> billy eilish us, probably eh, probably billy yeah. eilish Oh, nonsense like I that so i actually much. like her i actually like her <laughs> really? uh, I, can't, oh, yeah. I hear those songs every time i'm on break at work and i just want to like uh Bad you know guy. scrape my <laughs> eardrums <laughs> out of my ears i just sing yeah. them to eric Drives and he gets crazy. mad yeah so uh, i do too you end up where she she wants a, a different life this isn't the life she wanted she didn't want the life of the crime family but as this is going on He's getting more and more involved. And the thing with the, you know, Kingpin stepping back, this has started, especially you saw there was a shooting and that was by Owsley who's trying to, you know, clear out some other gangs. Now it's stepped up even more. So she doesn't know what to do. And he says, Matt says, you got to leave. And now, again, this is kind of dealing with this looking for a sign when you should leave what you should do what you know when you should be a better person when you should do something that you know is right and not just keep kind of you know going through life without getting involved and that's kind of what she's doing as well while he isn't being daredevil she's kind of just letting her life go by being with a husband who is a piece of crap that she doesn't want to get involved with so you end up they kind of you know go their own ways they say hey i gotta go and matt ends up then going to the church and this just continues like you said at the church he just talks to the sister there and asks like and it's one of those where i think that he wants something that you know hey what's the sign oh the sign that you'll get hit by lightning matt there is no real (laughs) you know she's like everybody has their own sign you just have to know where to look you have to be yeah, open it's a moment to that you it. have to recognize she, and kind of yeah, and she does take. say you're a nice guy you are a nice kind man you're you know you're remarkable you know god might be testing you if you're upset like this but you have to you know look in your heart and, and do what you know is right and i think you will um but then that's the they end up having uh the priest and these other nuns over on the side that they they spell out this guy this young kid has run away they can't find him they're trying to find him everybody's upset you do end up seeing later matt does find this kid and then that 
that's what spurs him into pretty much in his mind, I guess. Yeah. That's the sign. You know, he's there in yeah, the church. I can't tell if this is for the a sign, sign him recognizing this conversation or him falling down the stairs. Yeah, later I'm telling that. you, I, I just think that what it was is the idea that the, the you know, and I, even if it isn't a sign, it's a kid who's in trouble. He goes to help him because nobody else will. Uh, but yeah, he ends up, I think the sign is, the, you know, I'm talking to the sister there. She's telling me about finding a sign. I hear them talk about this missing kid and then I hear the kid's name mentioned and I can use my abilities and, and he's the only one who'd be able to find him because this kid is kind of locked up in a room with these pretty much piece of crap drug dealers who are going to end yeah. up pretending he's there on his own I mean his own volition he's there because he wants to be he did run away but they're going to end up you know putting him up for ransom just Using to kind of steal ransom, money yeah. they're going to steal money from his dad and he doesn't care he's all for it he wants to be in this gang uh, and that's where Matt ends up pretty much becoming you know bedsheet man he has a, a thing wrapped around his head he goes and fights he ends yeah. up fighting but still gets some you know knocks he yeah, still he gets hit blows. i think that the progression too by the end is this kid who he went lilo i think lilo might have saved them by the end because he is holding no, that yeah, bat. He he's he about to hit him at that bat. one guy uh but at one point it seems he misses you know the deal the bat falls and the kid's just there with the bat but yeah i think that he ended up doing that and you end up with the kid there crying when Matt says, Lilo, your family misses you. You got to go back. Does the but dude break that, Matt's arm? Because he, yeah, Matt he's, he's pretty bad. Like he's, a... He seems pretty bad off. Maybe it broke his hand. He's he's sitting there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you end up also while that's going on, you go and see Cole North, who was in big trouble because we had seen it been oh, set yeah. up. Uh, you know, one of those things that with Daredevil down, you end up that everybody's blaming Cole for doing that. And it's messing up the police who are corrupt, the police who are good. You know, you even, the police who are good have to do more work now that Daredevil's not around. They blame him. The police who ended up on the take to take care of Daredevil, they are getting money yeah. from Owsley now. So everybody's mad at him. And what I knew would bite him in the butt when he ended up himself getting beat up by these guys. And then Owsley's men came and shot all those cops that were beating him up and all the people beating him up. He ended up, uh, he ratted yeah. them out. He ended up telling yeah. everyone who they were and they didn't like that either. So he ends up getting set up to go into this interrogation room where they're like, Hey man, this one guy, he, he says he knows where Spidey lives and he goes, all right, let me go in. And it's his partner Higgins who has just the crap kicked out of him and all these yeah. bad cops just say, listen, you know, we could kill you, but then they're going to know it's us. It, you know, it's one of those that we can't kill you now because then they'll know that we, but we can kill everyone you love, everyone you care about. They even say as far as if you smile at somebody at the grocery store, we're going to kill you. So, yeah. so don't even, <laughs> you know, don't even pretend you even like the sight of anybody because we will kill them all and we'll continue to do it until you quit. You have to go. Go back to Chicago where you okay. came from. We don't want you here. And yeah, so with that all, he's kind of, you know, in a corner here as Matt seems to become you know daredevil again and as he does this he does end up leaving this you know apartment he tells lilo to go home and as he's walking he ends up walking to the libris bookstore and it is closed but mindy's there she's reading a book it's a little late and i think that he's counting on her being down there because she doesn't want to go and deal with her husband she, yeah. she says and he goes isn't, in. isn't their apartment just upstairs it's though? upstairs that, yeah that was... he doesn't care <laughs> i'm telling you they make sweet love it was crazy i said i don't know we're gonna 
going to talk about this. He goes in, they start kissing, and then as it goes, oh my, they are they are nude down there, and I hope nobody walks in. Is all I have yep. to say because there'd be trouble. But yeah, he I can't up- tell if that um, the last three panels are really supposed to be somebody watching them, or if that's no, just I how just the scene fades out. out. I think it's just yeah. fading out. But yeah, so it looks like he's ready to be Daredevil, and he's—I don't know—he got a sign, all right. The sign. To, I mean, just go to town now. He's fighting people. He, he got he's several signs love. this yeah, issue. Yeah, he's making love <laughs> to a married woman, all this stuff. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, I—I I think that this. Is is a good issue i think it's a down issue i think that it is one of those that i i saw people talking that you know they had a problem getting through it i i'll, I'll admit i, I was I reading it, and it better I than last yeah, issue to i be didn't honest. actually look at the page count at all going through this and that's usually when i know i'm bored i wasn't bored with this it was more talky but once you end up seeing matt you know as you see him having this problem and once he gets to the church especially and talks to the sister and then that goes to Cole North and then it leads to him beating up these guys. Uh, I was having a, a good old time. I actually was like, okay, now we're getting to where we want to be because we want him to be daredevil. I do want to see the repercussions of that. If you know, a Spider-Man and things like that go on. I have a feeling that maybe he will end up maybe teaming up with Cole uh, you know, one of those things because Cole is a guy who needs some help. I mean, he really does. And we like Cole. And it's not one of those things. You're not going to have him hang around for nine issues just for him to go back to Chicago now. And he's not that type of guy. He's not the type of guy who's going to do something like that. He always does the right thing, even to the point where he said, I want to report who I saw attacking me. And even the guy, they said the one guy was on, you know, he may not make it. He may make it. And he said, if he makes it, you're going to arrest him because he ended up trying to kill me. But I'll drop the murder charge. But he still should get, you know, assault on a police officer. And so he's he tries to play it by the book. So I don't think he'll back down. But some people might be dead if he doesn't. But uh, because of all that, I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. And what would you give it? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go 75 I think cuz I gave last issue maybe a 7 and I like this okay. one just a little more. Even even the art I thought was a little better. I thought the fight was uh you know, crystal clear as far as what yeah. was happening, who was doing what to who and and all that, which I had a little trouble with uh in as in Savage Avengers another book yeah. we talked yeah. about earlier today. So um, you know, I don't know if it's maybe I'm getting used to this art and I'm enjoying it a little more in this because I wasn't down with it at first at all. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see him get back to, to in the suit and, and kind of do some daredevil stuff yeah. and solve some of these problems going around in, in this series that Chip Zdarsky's brought up. So yeah. it's something I'm still on board for. But, uh, you know, I definitely want the superhero aspect back in and I'm ready yeah. for that. So am I. I think that we've gone enough with this, you know, trying to lead into him being back to Daredevil. Uh, Like I said, I hope it's the fine print. He ends up being, like you said, Devil Dare is what he's going to be called (laughs) then. And now nobody can say anything to him. But the last book of this section, uh, we are going to do a book that me and you have enjoyed. It's an X book, too. So you can't say we're not talking X books because it is Dead Man Logan number 10. It's the X book there. People are groaning now. Really? Like you guys. But this is one of the books we actually have this. We actually have this on the podcast because me and you enjoy it. That's basically how it goes with this one. It's it's, Uh, it's our Black Widow. It's our, our century. 
Country. It's that book right yeah, now. Yeah, it's that, and it is number ten. It's written by Ed Brisson, uh, art by Mike Henderson, colors by Nolan Woodward, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Back in his original timeline, Logan is reunited with Danny Cage and Bruce Banner Jr., the last surviving Hulk. Together, they traveled to Forge's compound in the Badlands to recover, but Sabretooth and his forces, which we find out are just basically clones of him, have followed yeah. them there. And I this issue is not my favorite of the series. Oh, no, I thought this the art might be was the worst off. issue in the series by a mile. Yeah, the art seemed <laughs> off, and I even to the point Dead where Man Logan's even barely in it. Yeah, and I I sat there and I'm reading this and I'm looking at the art and I'm I'm having you know transition problems. I'm having problems where I'm looking. I'm like. Boy, Bruce Jr. looks terrible. And, and this, then this I, really feels yeah. like an added-on issue. It seems to, like to or whatever something they was changed on. to you know at the last second. It, it just and I am yeah. to the point where I said to myself, I I know Mike Henderson's the artist, but let me check. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe I'm I off. did the same thing. And I went back as soon as I hit the yeah, first I went page, back and I'm like, nope, it is him. And then I thought, I okay, think it's the colors they're like it's darker. The same or, color. I don't know what that, it is. I went back and I looked know. at everything, and he does his own inks. So I'm I'm telling you, I'm like. What is the anomaly here that it ended up looking like this? Because I thought it was way off. Even at the point where you end up having Forge and Eleanor, his wife. And half the time, I couldn't tell who was who, where it was was also. I I do How big these meccas were and like who's Uh, that which one. And And with that too, I ended up having problems. And I think that this would be one of those where it's not going to be a problem when you're reading this in trade. But a problem when you're reading it month to month because I know I don't want to have, and we do have a recap page, right? So we already have that. I don't need five pages of recap. But what I would like is at least say the person's name when they're going. I mean, you have Speedball the whole time. They don't mention his name. And I think that it would have been good to say his idea of why he had to be in that stasis deal. I mean, I remember yeah. why, but I think that, you know, you have a bunch of things here. When you got to remind us. You yeah. have Dwight Barrett who just runs out, grabs his Ant-Man helmet. I wish there was a little bit, just one little line yeah, of somebody saying something. he wasn't really talked something. about a whole lot last no. issue either. He's only been around and one that's of what these I'm saying. issues you in end the up series. Where and... I don't know that a lot of these things were set up as well as they could be. And I think that you should have had a little bit of a you know not a recap but just say you know hey speedball are you still in there because if you get out of there and hit something you're going to be an atomic explosion because that's what ends up we thought that that would be a big thing and it is but it just kind of happens and i think that some people might be not lost but you're kind of as you're reading it you're kind of catching back up to what was going on and things like that with these characters especially you have forge and eleanor the you know they're old they look alike and at points they're in these meccas you can't even tell who's talking yeah. i mean i i thought there were some times really off and and i agree i think that this was the down issue of the entire series plus you, you get this thing where this is that issue where next issue you'll ramp up for the big finale so yeah. not a lot really no, happens. I know. and my, kind of my whole problem with the whole concept of this issue too is we've been building up to this giant wolverine versus saber tooth yeah. you know 
match yeah. this fight and they both kind of just miss each other out of yeah. sheer coincidence and they miss in this, each and other it's a bummer. And, and even that you end up there's a cool call out actually of why Sabretooth has this big army it's pretty cool because yeah. you know logan had killed Sabretooth and cut him in a thousand pieces and buried him all over the place and each of them grew up to be a Sabretooth. so that was pretty <laughs> cool but even the fact where they're not even there for logan so this whole build-up ends up not even being built up anyway because Sabretooth is just there to get Bruce Jr. and does get him and take off. But yeah, you have this whole deal where basically this is a long drawn out fight where you're going to end up having Forge, Eleanor, Speedball, they're all going to pretty much, you know, you know, sacrifice themselves. They're, they're going to end up because Speedball comes out and he ends up jumping off a cliff and then blows everybody up in a nuclear explosion. The only thing that they do is make sure that Barrett ends up being in a safe house yeah. so he won't get hurt yeah, because he gets stabbed anyway. Because yeah. Forge, yeah, he gets stabbed and then Forge says, You're the smartest one here. I need you to live. You can't come out with us. I need you to live because I'm not going to live that much longer. And you're the guy with the smarts. And he ends up putting him in a safe house and going while, you know, Sabretooth drives off with Bruce Banner Jr., you know, Hulk Jr. there. And Wolverine and Danny are on the chase with them. But even at the point where you end up having like weird progression, where you end up with a, a whole page of Danny and Wolverine running into a hangar and then kind of there and then there, and then all of a sudden zoom out with a car. And I was just like, yeah. that's a whole it's page. It's almost like they say just, the same thing twice in back-to-back yeah, panels yeah, too. That really crazy. threw me off too. Yeah, so with this, you know, and, and they do spell out too, this whole deal, Sabretooth showing up, it is Logan, Danny, and Bruce Jr.'s fault. I mean, but they do say at one point to get them off the hook, hey, we've been attacked before. You know, this would have happened anyway, but it is their fault. And when they do, what they end up doing is shutting down the power, which then ends up with the stasis field that Speedball was in. That goes down, and then he just walks out because he's confused. He doesn't know where to go. He's walking around trying to figure out because, like, please proceed to the emergency exit. He's like, I don't know where that is. He ends up going up these stairs and he's on this cliff. And then that's where Forge is kind of like, okay, you know, do your thing. And I did like where you have that progression where he ends up jumping off like he's going into a pool where he holds his nose. And then he's just an atomic (laughs) explosion. Now, it, it made me laugh a little. The idea that Barrett, he's in this safe house, but it's only set to be for 48 hours. He's going to come and get irradiated and die. He, he's going to end yep. up coming out in this wasteland and be dead. But it's not good. Uh, yeah, so you're going to end up with that. But yeah, you end up having Wolverine and Danny see that, you know, they end up, unfortunately, Forge is dead. They realize that. And they're going to go off to get Bruce Jr. And that's it. There, there's not much to it. I really was upset with this because it is one of the books that I really like. And there's just not much to this issue. And I thought the art was off because of that. I'm going to go down to, I'm going to give it, I I, I almost want to give it a five, five, but I might, I could go up to a six just because I do like the book. And I like the idea that Logan messed up and buried all those saber tooth pieces and they ended up coming back to haunt them. I kind of like that, but I <laughs> actually, I'm going to have to go five, five. It's just, there's so much problems with this issue going forward. It doesn't ruin the series. It doesn't mean that next issue is going to stink because it, it put, you know, a, a wrench in the works. It's just, this was a down issue. Uh, what would you give it? 
Yeah, I'm going to give it a flat six as well. I, I just didn't like a whole lot going on in this issue. It felt like it was stalling to to kind of get you ready for the big conclusion and the penultimate and final yeah. issue the next two months. Yeah, so, that's what it felt um, like. I don't know. I, th- I think this whole series was kind of would have been perfect as eight issues and it kind of got extended. Yeah. Uh, and we're kind of dealing with some of that these last yeah, couple and, issues Yeah, and we here. said the first the first part, the first trade or volume of what this would be, this this 12-issue deal, uh, we really liked. It was him trying to get back to the wasteland. And we were worried once he got back to the wasteland that there wouldn't be much for him to do. We were, And I have liked it. I haven't liked it as much as that first part, though. That first part was a lot better. Uh, so I hope it ends up good. So, I, you know, because I don't want it to end on a downer. If we have two more down issues, then I'm going to kind of oh, be I'd upset. Be real because, bummed yeah, to say then goodbye it'll leave to us with, yeah, it'll yeah. leave a bad taste in our mouth for him to go. But that is the end of that section of books. And we're going to go off to the next section of mail. Yes, there's the new mail song for you, Brandon. <laughs> I ended up not being able to find the mail song, so that's going to have to do. I could have had the yes. Brandon's Drunk Even again. Even though I did make it tonight, yeah. Yeah, we, we have not had yesterday. The, we have not had the Brandon's Drunk Again song in a while. Maybe we'll end the podcast with that. But this is mail <laughs> section number two, and we're going to start with Jay from Canada. And he says, what up, Jim and Brandon? How's it going Yo. there in the land of quakes and the buffalo? How is it in the buffalo? How, how hot <laughs> is it? Football season. It's getting exciting yeah, it around yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, look there. Everybody, everybody wearing their Josh Allen jerseys around. Is that what's yes. going on? Yes, they yeah. are. How's I, my I, man, I was looking uh, up the toddler ones today. It's only 30 really? bucks, so I might pull How's my man Shady there, McCoy yeah. doing? I hear he's uh, not really he's doing He's very quiet so this offseason. Yeah. It's unlike yeah. him, so we'll yeah. see. I, I had a feeling that he was going to get traded back to the Eagles in the offseason. They seemed to, you know, with Deshaun Jackson going back to the Eagles, I really thought they were going to grab him. But, okay, not my best intro, but I'm working on it. Congratulations on the baby, Brandon. I hope everyone is Thank happy you. and healthy and that you've enjoyed yep. sleeping while you could. But, hey, yeah. when you're up at 4 a.m. with the little one, you can always crack open a Marvel comic, and there are he, plenty to enjoy. He's been watching enjoy. the boys with me lately, oh, late really? at night. That's not yeah. appropriate. Where's Jess? <laughs> Where's Jess's deal? Uh, uh, absolute yeah. carnage oh, was no, my awesome. daughters let me know it's very inappropriate yeah. as well Except so. the, the worst i ever did was we were me and tanya tanya was watching tv i was on the computer and we had like the side room from our bedroom and it was when zach he could crawl at that point you know he wasn't as small as your your braxton right. there uh yeah. so he could and Tanya was watching Queer as Folk, and that show was very graphic. And Zach ended up crawling into the room and just sat there watching it. And I didn't see him. And he was kind of like right behind where I was on the computer. Finally, I saw him. I'm like, oh, no, you can't watch this, Zach. And uh, and the best was Tanya didn't even turn it off. She's like, yeah, get him out of this room. She was young. Yeah, and I'm he, not moving about it, though. 
He says, he'll admit I was a little disappointed. He said, absolute carnage was awesome, but I admit I was a little disappointed. I overhyped myself and thought something big would happen in this first issue. First issue of like 38 of this event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's two like, tie-ins next week. Yeah. Like a death or a new symbiote or something. And I really wanted Norman to appear as the Red Goblin at the end, not just another carnage clone. I really like the storyline. Yeah, but despite this, it was my pick of the week, and I still really enjoyed it. 8.5 out of 10. Uh, I'm just mad that he didn't end up, you know, curb stomping Carnage when he had him down for the count. He, he yeah. had him there. He had Should've. him ready. To, you know, he something. had him. Call Sentry. Get him on speed Dead to rights he had. I enjoyed (laughs) House of X number two, but I know we won't speak of such things. It was a mind bleep, but it was an enjoyable one. I'll take your word for that. Future Foundation was meh, but I don't have much attachment to these characters. We'll be talking about that at the end of this podcast with Double A Run. I just want to read more about the maker because he's one of my favorite villains. We we finally found the one guy. That really threw me off at the end of that issue because it doesn't look anything like him. That's that's the problem. Number one, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like Reed when they're like, "Oh man, I saw Reed." And like, uh, Reed, what a a burn victim, fifteen year old? Because I don't know what Reed you <laughs> know. know of. We'll be talking yeah. about that later. I know that Aaron even said to me, he sent a message, and he's like. That didn't look like Reed. I'm like, I know. I know. I, I wish that they would have spelled out a little better. I haven't read Dead Man Logan yet, but I'm sure I'll like it. Hopefully, you'll like it a little more than us. Next week is huge, huge, huge. I think I get 17 titles total with DC wow. and Marvel combined. Well, 15 wanna, now because it's the opposite DC, for me. I'm yeah, down really. to one next week. Yeah, really. Gwenpool. That's yeah, the number one. <laughs> DC scrapped uh, Superman and Supergirl. They delete those. So that's two less for him. I'm really excited for Miles. And yeah, on the DC front, we get another Friday off because there's not that many books. But he says, I'm really excited for Miles moving forward. And you bet your sweet tushes, I'm all in for those absolute carnage books. It's funny. I really, at this point, um, on the kind of, hey, I'll see how these other books are right now. I'm I'm into yeah. it. But the side books, we'll have to see. It, it, it reminds me of War of the Realms. for the two next week, and that neither of them really interest me that That's much. The Deadpool that one, I think, might be pretty fun. I don't want I'm, one I'm of those Journey in the Mystery type deals where I read the book no. and I'm like, this is complete garbage, yeah, as they say in on France. A bit. Yeah. I'm like, where's the French? Because this is garbage. What have <laughs> you guys been enjoying? Well, I had Dinny Moore stew today that I really did enjoy. And I I'm had actually some beef at this stew. point. It was delicious. Yeah, at, at this point, I am actually addicted to Dinny Moore beef stew. And I know that it's it's pretty shady, the Dinny Moore beef stew. I, I don't know what it is. Is that just I, canned I, beef stew? Yeah, it's just canned beef stew. I, I, I got never, it yeah, at just, BJ's and I'm telling you, kind of I, I can eat it every day, every meal. I'm going to have some one more day tonight. I love tonight. beef stew. I'm I love go it. to town. Tanya was yelling, that's not a summer, you know, food. I said, I, I don't go I don't by care. that. I, I really don't yeah, go by either. that. She does. She's like, you should have like a salad. I said, really? You shut your mouth. Is what I said. <laughs> and then really, if you're going to have salad in the summer, that's it better be dinner. of the macaroni or the potato style. Yeah. Uh, that's my salads. Uh, I'm, I'm is there such thing as dinner. a hamburger salad? Because I want that as well. Uh, He says, have you been reading any back issues, previous stories? I did say earlier that I did the video uh, review of Carnage's first full appearance. And I actually then went and read a bunch of Eddie Brock's first appearances. He loved pumping iron. 
that Eddie yeah. Brock. Oh yeah, that he, was a big thing for him back in the day. He was a real big weightlifter, and I love head. it too. Oh yeah, and then he kept saying it. He kept going like, "I don't care. That's what I have above him. I'm strong." He just kept doing it. He's like a bro. He's there yeah. getting, you know, he all he needed was a spray tan and Jose Canseco wrap around shades, and really, he's a yeah. douche. Oh yeah, uh, I believe it's he been was a bash said, brother for sure. Oh yeah. I believe it's it's been said, but I didn't catch it. What's the baby's name? You can say it again. Braxton. Yeah, yeah Braxton I ended up Michael. telling people on the one, one, something that we did that you weren't involved with. I guess it was when me and Double A Ron talked about something. Uh, he can't wait to hear. Much love from Canada. If, if you listen close, you might be able to hear him. I heard him uh, right yeah. before, oh, yeah. well, right You'll when we came back, I heard him. Tonight. Yes, yeah. and that's much love from Canada. Jay, and the next and last email of the night is from Wolf Cipher, who is a Absolute Carnage fan, and he's doing all the Absolute Carnage reviews oh, yeah. on the he's website. A huge fan. So, yeah, so if you go over and you want to read all the reviews, he has some awesome reviews. He says, Dear Marvel. I don't know why he says that. I maybe he missed. You know, he meant to send this to Marvel. Actually, well, he ended up to, here. We're running the show I, now. I we love, replaced oh, CB. We? Oh, I'm yeah. CB Werner. That's what I am. D- didn't you know I'm now, uh, you know, a Japanese girl? I think is what yes. I'll pretend I am since I'm CB. And that can get us in trouble there. Uh, but yeah, I ended up. Uh, I think he sent this email to both the DC email and the Marvel, just so that I didn't screw it up. All bases He says, covered, "Dear yeah. Marvel." Jim, I had the strangest, weirdest dream. I dreamed I was visiting your house. The setting seemed like you were down south. Um, unfortunately, at this point, most people in this neck of the woods, which were only about 40 minutes out of Philadelphia, seem to think what they like to call this pencil tucky. And I don't yep. understand it. I don't oh, understand I, I it. I do that. I do that to my wife all the time. She's from uh, yeah. Qua- or not Quaker Town. She's mm-hmm. from uh, Titusville. Ty- Titus called Titusville. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea. So uh, I, t- I call it Pennsylvania Pennsylvania is a weird all the state. time. I, it, yeah. It's kind of. I'm telling you, if you want to uh, compare it to a state, I think that New York is one of those states because you end up having New York City, but then when you get over to the Albany area, even the Buffalo, it, it's nothing like. Like if you're like, oh, I'm in New York. Oh, you're a city guy. You're like, well, you're in yeah. Buffalo, but there's a lot of places in New York, just like in Pennsylvania, oh, yeah. that you it's end up having rural. some very rural areas. Yeah. And uh, even when you get out Pennsylvania, when you get out Pittsburgh way, you know, that's more of like an Ohio type deal. That's an Ohio thing out there. I, I don't. I like Pittsburgh, actually. I really like the city. But uh, we're only a little bit out of Philadelphia. And we ended up when Tanya ended up having this hearing for uh, the accident she got in that they dropped all the charges because it was nonsense. Uh, we ended up going and they ended up having a guy for the, you know, for the uh, prosecution, a witness for the DA and Star the police. And, that, and if I want to, I want to spell out to people, people, Tanya didn't murder anybody. She got in an accident yeah. and they ended up they ended up giving her a sobriety where they took blood now tanya has a mental illness she is actually on disability for mental illness and believe me it it comes to to roost a lot um but she takes medication for it and if she takes the medication everything's fine unfortunately one of the medications she has to take ends up being on the list of ones that will come up for a dui which is complete nonsense and so we ended up having to go and like i said they ended up dropping the whole deal but they had this guy And basically, the only thing that he saw was her go into a pole. She ended up almost hitting a cat and swerving and hitting a pole. And so they they, I don't even know why they had this witness because they're like, oh, what did you see? I saw her go into a pole. Did you see anything else? No. 
Uh, really? That's what we knew. But this is the thing. Go, buddy. This guy, he shows up and he comes up to us right away. And this, he's like, you know what? This is a bunch of bull crap. What's going on here? And I'm like, oh, well, where is this guy? Like, was he just traveling through town? And then Tony's like, oh, you know, where are you from? I'm right here in Quakertown. And I'm like, really? Like, where were you born? Right here in Quakertown. I'm like, I don't know where you got this accent. I, yeah. I'm telling you. You watch a lot of Dukes, Dukes of Hazzard. Hazzard That's Hazzard what it runs? is. He yeah. watched Dukes Hazard as a kid or something. And he's like, ooh, you know, Tarnation. I think that. I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. I really don't. Where I have this, you know, standard East Coast accent, whatever, from where I live. And everybody around me is talking as if they yeah. are from Mississippi. It's Dukes. Which is yeah. fine. I, I don't mind. It just, it, it perplexes me what's going on. And, you know, and then you go to the supermarket and, you know, we're Pennsylvania, you know, the South will rise. I'm like, oh, we're not the South there. Well, what's going on? <laughs> That's something yeah. that Dancing Mike can yell. We're, we're part of the union here. We, we were on yep. the other side. Yeah. I just don't understand. But he he then goes, and says it reminded me of Florida, or at least how Florida looks on TV as I've never been. Despite never having met you, seen you or your family, I had these images of you. Jim, you look like a blondish hopper from Stranger Things. I don't know if that <laughs> is an insult because I've never seen that, but yeah. uh, I'll just go. At least it's, like it's the not main that old Dustin. guy on that show. Uh, well, at least it's not Dustin. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's not one of the kids. Liver lips. Tanya looked like uh, Margot <laughs> Ro- Robbie from I, Tanya. There you there go. You yes, go. my mind went Should there. Be happy Your with kids that. all look the same with only age differences in between. They they actually look a lot different. Tanya was very plus. I am five seven, and my kids, and you know, maybe on a good day, I'm five eight. I'm going with uh, most of my kids are six three and above. It's crazy. In my dream, it seemed like everyone was running around except Logan. He's short. And he blames me. No, Tanya's just, me and Tanya are the same height. It's just both of our parents and and everybody is yeah. tall. In my dream, it seemed like everyone was running around in a hurry, getting ready for a trip, taking luggage to the car in the garage, passing me by. My garage one of my fancy, fancy. the garage yeah. uh by with an area <laughs> passing glance that would be people would probably ignore you Ta- tanya was the nicest to me and second oldest who in real life went off to the marines which he was was actively hostile which he wouldn't be he's probably one of the <laughs> nicest rafe would probably just punch you you would ask if i was good and i could tell you were being insincere what the hell did I either eat or inject the night before I went to sleep? I don't know. Yeah. Basically, don't know if, if Wolf Cypher came over, Tanya would be very nice to him. My kids would, Logan would never say a word to you. He'd run. Uh, Ethan would probably be the nicest, actually. And he would probably talk to you about Doctor Who until you had enough. Uh, that's what he <laughs> seems to be doing a lot lately. And I would run up to my room and probably never see you. That's what I would he do. Died. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, in the meantime, Later on this month, uh, Mark Jaeger is going to be in Quakertown, and me and Eric are going out to dinner with him. So that's crazy. Eric, Eric's already nervous. He's nervous and jerky about it. And I told him, and I know he's not because we're going to go right after work. I know he's not going to show up for work that day. He's going to screw me. Yeah. And I mean, oh, Mark yeah. Jagger will have a good time. He's going to wear and shave. Oh, and my. All that. I told him, shave and wear. I'm good. We're going right from work. I'm going to be a sweaty guy <laughs> with shorts and a hoodie on. That's all. Yeah, I'm telling you, I set the mark. You're going to get a very sweaty gym, and you're going to get Jim as he looks in everyday life. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to make there my, I'm go. not going to pretty Real up my deal. face. 
I'm just going to go and, and, and meet him. We're going to go to the bar that Eric goes to all the time. He's, he wants to go to that dive. Jim, I have a question. When you look to read a comic review, what do you prefer? A review written by a longtime fan of the characters and knows all the history of that character, but then you have someone who may be too critical because every single detail must respect the core of the character and the continuity that came before, or a reviewer has a much more casual take on the book and who only worries about the bigger details as far back as since that current run has been in play. Nothing further back. Do you prefer a review that also includes a lot of trivia and facts from a know-it-all, or a review that just talks about the contents of that issue and that arc and I'll tell you my idea of the ideal reviewer and this is what I was talking about earlier that Wolf Cipher had this question is basically I like a review that has its own personality that I can tell the reviewer what they like I can tell what they know like you said if it's a long time person and they're they have problems that's fine but I I don't need a fancy review I don't need you know long words and sentences and things about this that and the other thing I actually like jokes in reviews and I like to get to know the reviewer themselves, not just have a checklist of what is in the book. And why I say that is because I do go to Comic Book Roundup all the time. And if you are listening and you are a reviewer, there's a really, really good chance that I know your name because I, especially if it's DC or Marvel, because I, (laughs) you know, all that, but I, I definitely know most of the names of people who do reviews. And I can tell you, kind of an idea of what I think that, you know, you think of a book because I do read all the reviews. I do love reading reviews. It's why we started the site and these podcasts because I love reading and doing reviews myself. And when I do my reviews, I do like to, you know, have some jokes. I I use some inside jokes from the podcast, stuff like that. I throw some stuff out there and I I try not to be fancy. I just want to be able to read a review and understand the review. You don't have to be, you know, more confusing than the issue. You, You don't have to prove that you're smart every time you review a book. Just tell me what you like about it, what you don't like about it, and then, you know, make me smile a little and make me laugh <laughs> is what I like. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's like, basically uh, my deal. If I am a huge fan of the character, I like when they kind of get into the geeky history stuff a little yeah, more than if I'm that. just a I casual actually like, fan. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, in particular, uh, what he's saying and what you're saying is we ended up uh, doing our podcast, the DC podcast. We ended up doing last night. We, we record that on Saturday nights. And I ended up, we had to talk the Green Lantern book by Grant Morrison. And I did. I went over to the blog of OA because they are experts of the Green Lantern book just to see what they thought of it as compared to what I thought. So when, when I end up reading a review of a longtime fan, especially of a character that I'm not a longtime fan, I do like to compare like, hey, did, did they like it a lot? Did they not like it because I liked it or didn't? I like to compare that. Also, I like to see some things I'm confused. And this is it, it goes back to the idea of why I don't think that we're well suited to talk about the Hickman X-Men right now. There's other people that are better suited for that. But I could tell some jokes, maybe, right? And that's what yeah. we could do. But yeah, I like to throw <laughs> pop culture references and stuff like that into my reviews. But 
I ended up, uh, I think I have like 2,500 reviews. And yes, that is a number drop that, you know, I'm being pretentious again. <laughs> but, uh, and, and still, each, each review, I'm telling you, I struggle. Uh, there are times where you go that week and it's just like, it feels like you've never reviewed a book in your life. And then I'm yeah. busy. I ended up, I, I didn't even review a Marvel book this past week. I had three books I miss, to review. I'm still trying to get Dead Man Logan done. Oh my God. It, it was World War Three. At the house that night, I didn't even finish my DC reviews until 3 a.m. It, it was the worst. I ended up getting yelled at. I got things thrown at me at one point. I, I don't even remember why. Nice. It was nonsense. Brandon, I have to ask you if your fandom of Wolverine is tied to the fact. And, and like I said, uh, just to finish with uh, Wolf Cipher and the thing you asked me, I, I kind of go with the idea that I go by the individual person. I actually like to have their personality and there are people that I read reviews that I actually enjoy their writing because of their personality and things like that. One of the guys I, I will give a shout out is Josh over at Batman News. I love reading these yeah, Batman like things. And he he keeps bailing from it though. And I, I end I up know. going over there. I'm like, you son of a gun, you bailed again. But yeah, he's a guy who he is, you know, a pretty good expert at Batman, but he also gives you a style and a personal flair that, that I do like him. And then I talk to him occasionally on Twitter and stuff like that. And I, I really like him. Uh, Brandon, I have to ask you if your favorite Wolverine is tied to the fact that you're basically Canadian. And if you plan on reading <laughs> the new Alpha Flight, what would your favorite Wolverine story of all time be? I want to see if you'll surprise me. What is your favorite yeah. uh, story? Oh, my, my favorite is just the old Weapon X trade by Barry Windsor Smith. That's one I read a lot because it's kind of a mind screw and it's it's super violent, super gory, nice. kind of uh, j- just a stereotypical, um, I don't know, 90s type comic. You know, yeah. those are some of my favorites when I go back and reread. Get one. Uh, and that, that Wolverine yeah, gotta, one, yeah, definitely. Get into, the, get into the 2000s for now. Yeah, you and no, your I 90s. Can't. That, that, you that Wolverine one definitely you, made you, me fall in love with the character. When you go and read it, do you put on flannel? And get real miserable. Is that what happens? No, you, t- you get, he's naked most of the miserable. issue. I, I just strip down to my skivvies oh, just and just down. sit you, down with the You're not going with yeah, the whole grunge go. 90s. You're, you're not going to nah, go with the 90s nah. flair. I wasn't in a Nirvana. I was more of a rap kid than a Nirvana Where, kid in the I 90s. I ended up being yeah. a, a rap kid in the 80s and then turned to uh, – I, I did really like Nirvana. After I got through the phase that I hated them because everybody liked them. Uh, but back then, yeah. I was actually more of an Alice in Chains fella. But yeah, all I through that – Nirvana. Definitely. I liked them back then them but it, i was uh, if i went to like the the cd store or whatever i was coming home no. to rap music my mom hated oh, for my. sure yeah i was out i i ended up i think the last rap album i bought was probably young mc's bust a move is, is oh, probably yeah. my last yeah actually i ended up really really getting into uh, uh what's it called straight out compton nwa was i was yep. my jam that and actually i really also uh like de la soul a lot and i ended up getting to meet them which was cool also, uh, yeah. Tanya the other day I was a big me, Wu-Tang fan in high yeah. school as a kid. Yeah, I still I, like him a lot. I uh, also was a big Run DMC fan and actually got to talk a couple times to DMC, which was awesome. But I know you've said you like, I'm just dropping names and numbers all yeah, over the go. place. Connected, I know well you connected. said you like Spider-Man more than Wolverine, but I'm going to retcon that anyway. You are a Wolverine guy. John Jack yeah. is the Thor guy. Eric is the anti-Marvel guy, and I am the Kirby <laughs> guy. Uh, Wolf Cipher also, Eric is also the anti-Kirby guy. And he yep. says, no, not Jack Kirby. I mean that pink space baby that fights Doomsday, causing Earth to string satanic spate Cthulhu's uh, from damn slice of strawberry cake. I don't know cake. what's happening Speaking here. of babies, congratulations <laughs> on the new baby. 
don't feed yours you. after midnight. That's, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, oh, yeah, the babies all want to be fed after yeah. midnight. But we're going to go right into the next book and the book that is the penultimate book of today's podcast. And then we'll go off to talk with Double A Run. But this is The Immortal Hulk. And it is The Immortal Hulk number 22. It seems like uh, every time uh, we get a number, I'm like, it's really been that long? Because we ended up yeah, skipping that long section. And this has uh, yeah. been double shipped a couple times. And- yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's it's a money maker. They, uh, really, it yeah, just it's certainly. amazing how much this sells. But it is, like I said, Immortal Hulk number twenty two, written by Al Ewing, pencils by Joe Bennett, Ru- Rui Hu- Jose with Bellardino Bradbo on inks, Paul Mounts on colors, and VCs Corey Pett on letters. We never do get a recap page. Uh, nope. You know, Al Ewing. He gets paid by the word, I think, and he does not want to deal with it. I'd ask him, but he blocked us. And it really, yes, in my in my mind, I and he blocked us because I fought with him about blocking people. That's why he blocked us. Uh, and yeah. it really, it really does. It, it goes against my nature to talk about a book. That a guy has blocked us who wrote it. And you and and Eric at the point way back, you guys were blocked before we even had the podcast for no reason, except (laughs) you probably were following, say, Ethan Manskyver or somebody that a blocked bot popped up. And so you can tell that we do like this book enough because, like I said, that's not my nature to do this. Now, I say this in a roundabout deal to tell you that this week, and I, I haven't even told anybody because I forgot all about it, I was blocked by one Dan Slot, who ended up blocking oh, really? me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he blocked me because I made a joke. I was actually giving him a, a joke and, and having fun, and he was a jerk about it because he said, yeah. hey, if anybody says that I stink or I ruined Spider-Man or I did this, that's an immediate block, and that's what you get. And then I kind of made a joke like, oh, man, you know, with that comment, I guess that you just, you know, ruined comments for me or something really <laughs> stupid, like just stupid trying to be fun. And he blocked me. And I was like, yeah. you son yeah, of he, He's jerk. quick on the block button. Yeah, too. He is. He's I'm, got that I'm block actually button. not blocked by him somehow. But, yeah. So yeah. that was the first time I ever said it. To tell him he blocked me. I'm like, oh, go to hell. I'm telling you, I didn't care. I I'd never gone to see you know pretty much when no, I go and yeah. see that his opinion you know, isn't that heavy yeah really in my his mind. opinion and he give me an opinion on a pizza is what I get an opinion <laughs> from him uh, but yeah it it just it made me laugh and then I'm like was does this mean now we don't have to talk about say a Fantastic Four <laughs> or, or you know Iron <laughs> Man uh, because also at one point Jim yeah, Zub I, I blocked him Man. and I don't like that Jim Zub either. So here we yeah. are, though. Yeah. Al Ewing. Yeah, Al Ewing got mad at us, and he blocked us. He blocked everybody. Oh, yes, I'll give did. him credit. He blocked both the DC and the Marvel site on Twitter. So <laughs> there you go. He ended up going double duty. Uh, but, yeah, you have this. And the last issue, we had a crazy deal where 14 had gone to Gamma Flight and pretty much you know, killed half of them, knocked half of them out. We see that in a real messed up way. Gave one he, of them just drugs. Yeah, Creel, like, gave puck. drugs. So he Creel, is a recovering Creel, yeah. addict, so he even says that was low. I agree. And so at the end of the issue, we were wondering, okay, you know, you, you see these guys die all the time. We've seen, you know, Samson come back before. We've seen Langowski come back before, and we start this out where right away you do see Doc Sampson. He's back. He He's alive. Yeah. 
But it's full, ready to go. Yeah, Langowski, Long he's still dead. Not only is he dead, he's starting to deteriorate. And, you know, yeah. him and Puck are kind of, you know, checking that out and wondering out, you know, what's going on? Why is this? And even Samson's like, why did I come back? Why did I come back? And and he didn't. I don't understand it's this. It's almost so. like uh, Al Ewing's writing in what people are asking. How the hell yeah. does this green door work? Why does it work different for some people than others? Yeah, we and, don't and, know still. You know, maybe we'll get some answers to yeah. that stuff. So I'm, basically, this is the start where you just have Gamma Flight. They're gathering up. You know, you end up having them all gather up and basically say, you know, this is messed up. Let, let's take it to them. And you do have, you know, Carl, you have Mary, uh, Titania, you have Walter, they're dead, and uh, Leonard and stuff like that, and Puck. And they're all there. And basically, like, we want to take it to them. We want to go and get them. This is ridiculous. I'm pissed off. Uh, then yep. we do go back to Shadow Base. And you even said before you started recording this section, the idea that we ended up having the whole green door and the go to hell stuff. And that seemed to drag a little. By the end, and it drug it drug for us, especially because that that green door stuff wasn't really hitting, and the, yeah, it didn't you know make for sense. us, and the whole yeah. thing in hell, it, it it seemed more geared again for longtime fans to see all these shoutouts, all these characters make more sense and, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, and and really, if what you're seeing in Hickman, who he's trying to describe the continuity and how it works or whatever, it seems like Al Ewing's trying to do that as well. When you have the green door, when you have hell and all these different personas and all these different hulks and things like that, he's trying to give you a reason why that it happened. And it wasn't really hitting for us. I, I, we read it all. It was okay. We didn't like it as much as a lot of other people. Well, the shadow based stuff is starting to get there for me as well. Uh, it's it. starting yeah, to I'm drag a little. It's starting to get a little long in the the tooth where I need some more. The thing though, I will admit that unlike how you said about dead man, Logan earlier, where we didn't have a lot of dead man, Logan in the book. And that kind of threw you off this idea of not having the Hulk per se didn't really throw me off. And it really had a, it it led to a cool cliffhanger. I do think that Al Ewing is doing a really good job of giving characters, at least for me, because I don't know a lot of these, you know, before we started reading this book and I like them. I like, you know, Doc Sampson. I actually like, you know, Creel and stuff like, and Puck and these guys. So I don't mind when we're stuck with them a little. And I am intrigued even with 14, what he's doing with the shadow base and the idea that he's just the abomination and he just looks awful. And and I like the idea they show him there. He shuts that hand around his face at one point. Oh, like, it's how disgusting. Are you I'm telling seen? you, it's disgusting. He's just, you know, it's, it, I, I would it's love if we saw because we don't see him from the front there. I think that he's like one of those when a kid's watching a horror movie and cover, he's peeking. He's peeking through. But no, he's there and you see in, in a, a pretty cool way. That, you know, McGowan, Dr. McGowan's like, you, this is weird. You shouldn't have done this. Why did you yeah. become the abomination? Side you effects end up, and you know, this nonsense. is starting to go wrong. And he does start. And it's funny because they're like, you're bleeding. I'm like, it looks like snot. I'm telling you, it looks like he's got a cold and there's <laughs> a lot of snot he's coming out. No I'm like, that's disgusting. Anymore. But yeah, he's bleeding. And he's and he he says, I'm in control. Well, this gets worse as it goes. And he's like, you know, if you think I look bad and and really, you know what? You do. You look you awful. You should see the other guy. Yeah, you should see the <laughs> other guy, which poor Rick Jones. He's there. He's just emaciated. He's there. He just looks like a corpse. He's in the yeah. uh, bathtub. Looks and, like he's been in a radiation bath for way too long. 
Yeah, yeah, and he's he's not playing the harmonica here. Where's your harmonica no. now, Rick Jones? I, I can't stand the harmonica. But yeah, he's there, and Betty's watching over him. And you end up where you have, you know, fix it, Joe weird. fix it. It is weird because you end up where I guess Betty doesn't really want to deal with Joe fix it, you know, deal that persona because she's normal until the door knocks and it is Joe and she answers it, you know, it's just weird, right? She she yeah. answers it. She at, c- turns into Red Harpy. As Harpy. She answers it as Harpy, Red Harpy. And just like, yeah, what's going on? He made a noise. And he's like, hey, you know, I, I like to talk to you during the day. You know, I'm here. And, you know, I'm now Joe Fix-It of the day. Why don't we it's talk? And she's like, I can't. He starts off as Bruce at yeah. first, doesn't yeah. he? I don't well, know. Well, it, it seems like it's kind of going. But it, it obviously, to me, she doesn't want to talk to Joe. And she thinks he's yeah. a slimy jerk because he is. And uh, yeah. she's just like, and, he, and the, the worst is he goes, can't you change back? She's like, yeah, I don't want to because yeah, I don't like you with your Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. And I heard at one point <laughs> that, the, you know, y- you have to be a fat party animal to wear a Hawaiian shirt like this. I, I learned that from The <laughs> Simpsons and he is not one of those. So I don't like it. But, yeah, he ends up going then. And right when he leaves, then she turns just back into normal Betty watching over uh, you know, Rick, yeah. who is, yeah. you know, moaning. He just looks awful. Emaciated so in this awful. bathtub. He looks yeah. so awful there. Uh, yeah, so Joe, Joe Fixit goes out. He's going to kind of, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm old Sunshine Joe. And I'm going to go. And he does go off to talk to Jackie there to talk about, you know, what's going on. And it's just one of those things. It, it is an extended scene almost to just get you on board with a checklist of who likes who. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, hey, why? Yeah. You know, Jackie's just like, well, like, why am I around? Why am I doing this? Well, you know, the the big guy. That's what we call him, the big guy. And it, it gets a little too long. He's like, we yeah, call him like that, the devil daddy. And he likes you because you talk back to him. And the big guy, he likes because if you do something nice to him, the old salad brain, he'll like you for life. And you know, you know, I like you because you, you're pretty cool. And and it just goes on. And he's it's you ain't very weird. It's such yeah. a weird interaction. Yeah, and he, he says then, hey, I read some of your articles. You're pretty good. You have a lot of people in the comments section. They want to kill you. I'm like, she's probably on Twitter and everybody hates her. Maybe yep. blocked by Dan Slott, maybe by Al Ewing himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody. so you end up doing that. And then all of a sudden you have yelling, you know, Red Harpy Betty yells and says, Joe, come here. And they go. And now you have pretty much what appears to be Rick Jones in a green Dr. Manhattan look. And he's just yelling, Groom Lake. They're under Groom Lake. You got to go to Groom Lake. And that's where they, you know, Shadow Base is. He's saying that I remember everything. I remember what they did to me. Uh, Go. At that same point, you end up having Gamma. uh, Gamma Flight realize that as well. That is under Area 51. So it's funny. They're going to storm Area 51 at the time when all these knuckleheads (laughs) are going to do that anyway. Um, But yeah, they they even say, and again, it's weird. With the rubber bullets. There's not a ton happening in this this issue. And it it seems like some scenes are extended 
just a little too much. To drag you end things up, out. Yeah, you end up I with Gamma Flight. I think this book coming out twice a month is really yeah, dragging maybe. some of these scenes because out. Because Gamma need Flight to be. at this point, like, hey, you know, they, they have to be under Groom Lake. Why is that? Well, it's because that's Area 51 and they do this, an experimental thing. Hey, how do we get there? Aliens. Do we have a teleporter? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, we do. But let me explain to you. It's dangerous and it's here and we'll go there. And I'm like, it really but was But they have a extended. teleporter too, so it'll be less dangerous. Yeah, and- yeah. So they're going to go and that the big the big line then is, is you know, are they going to know we're coming? No, they'd have to be psychic to know that they pop into shadow base and you end yeah, up having have. 14 say, yeah, we kind of are. We, we are a bit psychic. We have these guys which are awful. They have these things screwed into their eyes and yeah. brain that it's are like, they're uh, actually psychics. What's it here. called? That movie with Tom Cruise. Yeah, the my, the Minority Report. Minority and, Report. Yeah, yeah. All they don't have is where you're standing there and moving things with your hands. That I still wish was uh, something yeah. I can do. I know. I guess you Real. can kind of do that now with the touch screens, <laughs> but bit. I need it to be in the air. Right. Yeah. So, so no, you end up I, I there. want no screen around. It's got to be yeah, like a no, it has to be in midair. So you have this yeah. going on. They're there. Gamma flights there. They're ready. You know, they're they're ready to kick some butt, even even though they are surrounded. Uh, but yeah, they're going to go to town. And that's where, again, you see, you know, Samson's like, man, you know, it's not really working out for you. You look like hell. And he's like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to do this. And he even throws shade at Samson about, you know, Betty and, and, and freaking Bruce and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, he's like, yeah, I think you're making a mistake here being the abomination. You really look bad. You look yeah. like things are going wrong. And then out of nowhere. You don't care. Yeah, out of nowhere, just ba-boom. You, you have Hulk show up with a looks like a Harpy, you know gamma, gamma powered rick jones harpy with jackie on the back so you end up having that because by this point it appears to be nighttime so once they realize what was going on it's nighttime hulk turns into hulk and they have shown up to fight so it's a pretty cool you know three-way battle that'll go on and again i i don't mind this issue i think it it's well written I think that the pacing is a little off. I love the art. I do too. Uh, and the I like the little the character really moments. Goes back and but forth. Yeah. And, and again, when all of a sudden Rick Jones goes all flared out, I'm like, that's cool. I like when the mm-hmm. Hulk shows up at the end. I actually really like the parts at the beginning with Gamma Flight explaining how messed up it was when they got attacked. I'm trying to figure out what happened and then go forward with that. But then things just there was a couple of times in this that kind of got drug out. Still, though, I'm I'm going to go seven, eight. I, I could almost go up to an eight. I actually did enjoy this enough. Uh, I'll go eight. I'm going to go eight to be positive because uh, I thought the art was really good. What would you give it? Yeah, I'll be less positive. I'm going to give it a seven point three. Um, okay. I, I just thought this was one of uh, one of those down issues of the series a little bit, but with the middle part, really with Joe fix it in the reporter. Yeah, that's the part that kind of dragged. Yeah, liking. I agree. Um, but yeah, I could still go. You know, it. other than that, I, I love the Rick Jones development. I yeah. still uh, like the art in this series. You know, I still like the tone to it, but I think the bi-monthly release schedule and, and the popularity that, that comes with it, uh, have people just rate it a little higher every issue? Well, than, here's than the maybe thing: it's one of those deserve. where you end up getting that you know thing where if it's rated well, then people are going to rate it well because it's rated well. And I, I do think yeah. that people have gone maybe a little overboard with it. But again, maybe it's just because there's not 
a ton of great books anymore. Now, I think at yeah. this moment, I mean, is this, you know, sacrilegious of me to say, but I have a lot more favorite books at Marvel than I do at DC. And uh, this is one of the ones I enjoy, but I, I have, you know, at least five that I like better that are kind of my books that I really enjoy. Yeah. But again, I, I like goofy books sometimes and funny books. And this is this is more of a horror kind of feel. Um, but I even, we even had people in the Slack talking because if you're going to talk about it, and we did end up talking about it a bit with Absolute Carnage on Patreon, that we talked about the idea that this and Venom, it's kind of that kind of same vein, that horror vein. I've enjoyed Venom more than I've enjoyed yeah, Hulk, though I do think it's a weird deal. I think that when the Hulk is really good, it is one of the best books out there, but it ends up having these down issues for me personally that are, you know, yeah, with, less Venom you to me has been, at least with Donny Cates More writing consistent. it, have been very, yeah. it's been very consistent. And, you know, some other books that we like personally, like an in Invaders, stuff like that. But of the regular books and, and really DC, they have to be shocked by this book and how well it's selling. I, I said, when we first started fresh start, they had to be shocked that venom was selling because at that point, that was yeah, the I book. Know. We talked about this on Patreon with absolute carnage, but venom was like the surprise hit. This has now become surprise the hit. surprise yeah. blockbuster. The I mean, this is in the grass. This is outselling. It's outselling Batman. It's ridiculous. And, and everybody, there's a reason for and, that. And, and here's, <laughs> well, yeah, there's another reason behind that, but you, you ended up when this, all of a sudden hit and the sales would come out. You did have people. And this is it, it's the truth, at least with the people we are, uh, you know, hang out with associated with. Everybody yeah. was looking for that. What was the catch? Why was it selling 90,000? There had to be. It was there tons of variant covers. Did they do yeah. this? Did they do that? Did they overship that? And it was that people were buying it. People are really enjoying yeah. it. And that's awesome. It is awesome that you know people I know, are I enjoying. Think that's cool too. And I think that's one of the things. One of the though, natural titles that through word of yeah, mouth is kind of yeah, popular and that doesn't happen a lot. Sales. Usually, it's no. like you know we love like over at DC right now. Me and Eric go on and on about the Freedom Fighters, and nobody's buying it. I'm like begging yeah, I people it's to one buy of the that. Lowest selling book. But and I, I would say that if you're a Hulk fan. I don't know because we'll go back to the Nirvana we were talking about earlier. When Nirvana first hit, I was against them because they were popular. So I wonder if there's some, and there has to be some, some, you know, longtime Hulk fans that are, they're pumped up that this book is doing good, but they don't well, like definitely. it because everybody likes it. They're like, man, right. they, now it's not my Hulk. It used to be me yeah. against the world. <laughs> and now all these Johnny come latelys are coming, but it has to be cool to realize that a book that you've loved for this long. And, you know, if you're a lifelong fan or even, you know, whenever you are a fan, it has to be cool that people are jumping on. So you can actually talk to people and stuff, but uh, you know, there's the people they are just like me. They'll be like, well, what the heck? You know, I, I like talk when, when nobody did they're yelling. Yeah. These people, they're miserable, miserable like me. But yeah, so we're going to go off now to the final book of the night and a book that we're going to be joined by Double A, Ron. I got a line, it was Sunday night, wrote up my notes. To get the feeling right Brandon had messaged me He's drinking at his friends But that was at quarter to three 
And that's about the time that Chuck passed out on me He lives in Buffalo, I could not see I guess it's just beyond the weekend show Way up there in Buffalo, it's just another Sunday night Brandon's drunk again, Brandon's drunk again Ah, yes. Brandon isn't drunk, but he is not going to be joining us for the end of the podcast. I'm here with Double A, Ron. How are you doing? I'm good. I don't have yeah. any kids, so I'm happy. No. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> way happier than me. Kids hey, in you, Central Air. I'm you upset. Have kids, Central Air, and you're only one hour behind me, though I thought you were two. I ended up, uh, you ended up, I told you we were going to be getting a hold of you at 9.30, my time, it's now 11.30, and I ended up getting a message, because I'm like, oh man, I got to send them that link to get in here and stuff, and I saw like four minutes before I I sent the link, you're like, I got to get to bed, I'm thinking, okay, 9.30, I was still going to give it like another hour. Oh yeah, <laughs> we, we were definitely, and, and the thing is, I'm like, I sent it, and then I didn't see anything back, so I'm like, maybe he just passed out. But in the meantime, Brandon was looking for the door out. He, he ended up, <laughs> so I said, I don't know. I think uh, Double A Ron went to bed. And he's like, all right, we'll just skip this book. And i like, well, we kind of <laughs> led up to this. So I ended up actually starting to record it on my own. And then you got a hold of me. And here we are. Yeah, I was just and, flipping through Twitter, you know, yeah, keeping myself yeah, entertained. I mean, you know, keeping yourself entertained. I told Brandon earlier that uh, I didn't say to anybody, I forgot to mention it. Uh, Dan Slott uh, ended up blocking me this week because I made a joke. I, I was just joking <laughs> with the guy and he blocked me. He, he does not have a sense of humor when it comes to Twitter. So maybe he it was just a bad it, joke. No, it was one of those <laughs> things. It was like one of those, like, here's the, you know, if you do this, that, or the other thing, I'm going to block you. And I ended up kind of doing the opposite of that as a joke. Like, oh, so you won't block me i'll do that and he blocked me he yeah. didn't even ask he's, just, he's got an itchy blocking finger well is what he does. a lot a lot of the the more vocal creators on twitter or any of the social media sites uh they've been dealing with a lot of uh backlash to their vocal being so vocal oh, for many many backlash, years huh so oh, they're, they're, they're pretty quick on that the trigger they are pretty quick it. on it but they got to be careful because the yeah. people you know you're there and you can use the social media for a you know a pretty cool thing i'll tell you a guy who actually does it the way that you should though we don't like him too much is tom king he engages with his fans he he puts things out for them uh he's always giving you a little preview i rarely stuff. see that guy blocking anybody too no he ended <laughs> up at, at one point he ended up announcing that he was going to because he was getting and again these were more death threats and stuff and yeah. pretty much if you if you send a death threat to somebody you should be blocked and you should be in jail mm. is what you should so yeah i think he plays it uh the right way i guess as creator where it does make it because you you see he has the king army now and, yeah. and half of them are there because he will respond to them and he will you know he sends out a picture each morning of his dog and people like that so he he has gotten an idea of what they like and goes with it and i like that instead of just i'm gonna block everyone if you don't like me i'll block you it's a shame but you know people do go over over the top yeah like there that. is a lot I of horror people out there i They're just watched all... i just watched a girl put a dog in a dryer that was yeah, awful that's nice that's <laughs> that real so cool I, but then I, I went i went all through all the, the comments and people are like oh she goes to this high school and her name is this and here's her no. mom's facebook post i'm like oh yeah, i saw at one oh, point that one uh, 
that one girl who was on Twitch ended up throwing her cat and kicking her dog yeah. at one point, and yeah. she kind of had a backlash too. I was busy watching videos of Nick Offerman's face superimposed on everybody in Full House <laughs> for the beginning. That. Oh, it's so disturbing. It's, so it's the best thing that is the most disturbing <laughs> thing you'll ever see. It makes me laugh every time. It, it's I'm tell- not really disturbing until it gets to the Olsen twins. No, I'm That's telling you, the Olsen really twins are disturbing. Goes. The best is, and you guys have to look it up, it's like deep fake Full house with mustaches. Yeah. And it's one of the best. What the best is, is when you have the three girls on the bed, each combing each other's hair. Yeah. And they're all Nick Offerman's face. Uh, it makes me laugh. I, I, I could have swore so Kimmy much. Gibbler had a mustache, though, on yeah, that really. show. How dare you? I like Kimmy Gibbler. Uh, That's why, yeah, right? So I was the only one. I ended up, I, I, I'm yeah, telling you. You are she, the only I know. one. <laughs> no, she, she was the female Urkel. How could you not? How could you not love her? She was so great. Yeah. But, but uh, she didn't look oh, good she was when annoying. she was dressed no, up she like Urkel did. Though. That is true. That is true. She she had more of a uh, almost like a punky Brewster day glow type look because she was goofy. You know, she she a was punky there. Punky Brewster then, day yes, glow kind of yeah, look. day glue kind of look. Uh, was that talking remember, her up? <laughs> no, no, that's just what she had. If you remember too, if you watch. Uh, uh, what's it called? Boy Meets World. And you had Topanga in that yeah. where a lot of a lot of kids liked her. But mm-hmm. when she first showed up, she was a space cadet. She was like a, a hippie and yeah. dressed really weird and stuff. Yeah. There we go. We're talking all the sitcoms that I love, but we won't go into the Brady Bunch. That's one of my favorites. So and, and Marsha was hot. So there you go. But mm-hmm. we're here to Marcia, talk. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> my nose. You, you end up where we're gonna finish off. With Future Foundation, number one. And going into this, the the only thing I knew about it was is that Jeremy Whitley was writing it, and this was the book that he got after Unstoppable You, you didn't Wasp. read that uh, little backup in no, the last Fantastic Four? I didn't Fantastic read anything. Four. Didn't read any of that. I actually am behind on the Fantastic Four. I haven't even read the last Fantastic Four, so I, I, rec- I, I am behind. I recommend behind. going back and read that last Fantastic Four. It okay. has a little, uh, little jumping on precursor to yeah. this book. Gives you a little bit of information. Okay. Uh it's actually a little bit funner, more of a fun read than yeah. this issue actually I is. actually had enough fun with this. And here's the deal. Brandon was saying, and he bailed, right? So he, he might be drunk right now feeding that kid. But he uh, he said that he was very confused with, you know, the characters. He's not familiar. And I'm not either. I'm not familiar with them. But by the end, I actually thought that I had I, enough of a grip yeah. on most of them to go I forward, it, it did an yeah. exceptional job yeah, on giving actually, each character a, a moment to shine, a moment to yep. talk, a moment to discuss and that's all things I need. about himself. Yeah, I yeah, don't I, need I to know very, everything. Yeah, very yeah, well accomplished first issue. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I told him, you know, right when we were waiting to see if you were showing up, and then he bailed. Uh, I'm telling you, I don't know who Bentley 23 is. I, you know, nope. and now I know. I nope. actually know enough about him to go forward. And I, I had no to, idea who any of these characters really no. were. No, and, and same Just a here. A little bit. Yeah, and most of my information came from like Runaways. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. With Julie, and and yeah. I'm telling you, I forget what book it was. I had way back. I was reading or doing when we had the Marvel reviews on the DC site. I think I was doing something with Dragon Man in it because he seemed very familiar, but I don't know. Uh, and 
by the end of this, Anomi, I guess you'd you'd pronounce the name, you know, from Wakanda. I yeah. think that she's great. I loved mm-hmm. her. And Bentley 23 was one of those characters that I actually by the end thought to myself, you know what? This character is annoying because he's supposed to be. Yep. And actually, I like him because of that. It's not he's one of those like where- Quentin Choir. Yes. Yeah, and by the end, it wasn't like it was- like you were supposed to like him, but you know Jeremy Whitley messed up and made him annoying. He's supposed to be annoying, yep. and that's why even at the point where they throw in and say, "Oh, if Val was here, you know, you'd be making googly eyes," and he gets all, and I'm like, "All right, I love you now. Mm-hmm. I'm in." And uh, you know, basically, the only character I really knew, but it's mostly from the movies, was Yondu. And well, so Yondu I, was created for the movies. Yeah, and, and so, yeah, I mean, so he's there. I de- and so I'm I'm up to speed with him. I know enough about him. The only problem is it's very cartoony. This book, which I usually love, Yondu fell off to me. And then we'll talk about the he ending. Looks like a which meth was addict. Off. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Actually, he looks like a meth addict slash like I don't know somebody that would be in the street sharks or something, but also yeah. looks like Lex now. In, in over at DC, he's okay, the apex predator that. now. I'm like, what's that. going on? And he's very, very cartoony, even his expressions, and everybody else's as well. But because I don't really know them as much, it didn't throw me off. And in fact, I I love this art. I really love it until the end because yeah. it doesn't make sense at the end. And no. I think it is a faux pas that they ended up between the script and the art and how. You know, you ended up portraying a certain character that just seemed off, especially because they were saying, I saw him and it was, he says, it's Reed. And by the time we see the maker by the end, it ain't looking like no Reed. But it is uh, Future Foundation number one. I'm going to give you the credits here. It is a story by Jeremy Whitley, pencils by Will Robson, inks by Will Robson and Danielle All. Orlandini, colors by Greg Menzi, and letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. And it says, uh, I'll read the whole thing. Reed Richards has ever, has ever been a man ahead of his time. And then when he saw the think tanks of the world failing to look ahead to see the possibility or possible in the impossible, I'm having problems. It's getting late. <laughs> he found a solution to save the future. Put it in the hands of those who will live it. These are the smartest kids in the multiverse. Their classroom is the multiverse. Their curriculum starts with survival and ends with the edge of an eternal tomorrow. Their vision is the future and the future looks good. Uh, They might be wearing shades. They are the future foundation. And right now their number one mission is collecting the pieces of their friend, Owen Reese, AKA molecule man, an immensely powerful former super villain whose atoms have been scattered about the multiverse. And that did happen in the beginning of the fresh start. Fantastic four book when we had them still stuck in the multiverse. So if you haven't been reading that, then you know, you have that, but even so, this doesn't really get to that. They mentioned no. it a couple times. It is the start of a plan, it seems, but you're not really dealing with that. And I think that, you know, I, I thought that threw me off at one point, but this does allow you to have some fun and learn the characters before you go into yeah. all of that. Yeah, and that's, I, that seems like the more care went into just getting you to know these characters yeah. and accept these characters. And it, as it's a prison break. It's, you know, an Ocean's Eleven type plan prison break thing that all these things are going on. You end up having the idea because Julie Power is the one who is ending up, you know, been she's kind of set up, but you know, it's the She's plan. the Trojan the plan horse. Is, yeah, she is. She's going into this prison where she is going to go and get 
the missing person that we find out who it is as we go. And in the meantime, I, I did like how uh, Yandu is like, hey, uh, Julie, did you, you wash your hair? And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, yeah, and you know, whatever. And we find out that that has nanites in it, and this it's part of the plan. The only thing that felt weird is really she felt like she was duped by one point. At one point, she even when, the, you know, it's not even one of those where she was talking just because of the guards. It seemed like at one point she was surprised that it was going this far, but yet she knew the plan and going with it. It just felt a little I, off I, I, to I me. I think she was just surprised that she might be, like, carted off planet. Maybe. I, I just, uh, you I, would it, think that they would have spelled that out, and part of the plan is for her to go to a cell and do all that. So, but yeah, it, it was kind of funny and it it led to i think you have the mystery of oh my god what's happened to her they don't want to just reveal right off the bat in the first page that you know it's all the plan but we find that out pretty quickly and you have i mean you know some of the things that you learn right away you have alex powers kind of you know he's the leader but you have bentley 23 who is a clone of the wizard the villain, the wizard, and he thinks that he should be in charge of everything. He's way smarter than Alex, which he is. But uh, you have that going back and forth. You have, you know, Dragon Man, Tong. You have all these characters. But Anomi, I really like. I really like her. And you don't have a lot of her. But like you said, there's enough with each character. And the idea that she spells out, hey, when I was in Wakanda, you know, everybody loves Black Panther. T'Challa, they're all into him. But I like Shuri. And I really wanted to be like Shuri. And right away, I'm like, okay, I get it. I figured you would latch onto that character. Oh, I love it. Yeah, because I love Shuri. Yeah, so. I'm like, all right. And and even like she's the bad butt where they even have and it's a weird progression because Yandu has this huge gun that he can't fire. And it kind of came out of nowhere. And, and I, I actually that threw me off. But by, you know, our kill, the uh, the big gun. Yeah. And he's like, hey, man, uh, you know, that's my gun, but I can't fire it. It's like this enigma that I have here. And she's like, I'll adjust it and I'll fire it first. And, I, and I'm like, OK, you know, it, it seemed a little forced. But I didn't mind that. But all in all, it is, you know, you have this I almost, kind of prison I almost break. wonder if that, that gun has showed up somewhere before. Yeah, it like, seemed like weird. Maybe like when the Hulk was firing it, it yeah. at some time or something like that. Didn't it like seem that. like when it showed up, it was something that we should, were supposed to know? Like yeah. When it, yeah. Like, so maybe I mean, it was. I mean, like some things don't get – most things that you're just supposed to forget and put it aside don't you get don't names. don't get full names. Yeah. yeah. That's then, one of the names things. The and names that almost really made me feel like spelling that, out the whole process of it too. Yeah. But it was kind of cool. And, and she does end up, you know – adjusting it and does fire it first to show Yandu because Yandu is like you can say you're going to adjust it but I'm not going to fire that it can yeah, still come vaporize she's like, eh. you. yeah she's like eh, I'll, I'll end up doing that but in the meantime Julie is getting you know sent into this prison Yandu is acting as if he is getting a bounty he even I'm telling you he's one of those guys too that he has to play up that if he doesn't bargain if he doesn't get mad at the price you would think that these guys would see like Wait a minute, Yandu, what's going on? You're always yelling at us about price. But I'm telling you, as he's doing it, though, I'm like, don't keep going, Yandu. You're going to screw things up. You're going to go too high. But he doesn't. Julie Powers is feeling the same way, too. Yeah, yeah. So they they end up doing it. And they end up where they have these, like, nanites in her hair from the shampoo. 
uh, there's an explanation of how they allow the shampoo. And it seems weird that they would allow this outside shampoo, especially because Yandu looks like he just scribbled with marker on it. Julie's special prison shampoo he put yeah. on. But they end up having that. They end up that ends up messing up the, you know, the razor type deal. And these nanites end up going and they get into the computer system. Yeah, they and get they one, can see. one click, one uh, yeah. line of hair yeah. cut out of her head. Which like is if, kind if, of a funny look, too. The oh, way yeah. I, I, like I was it. I was I was expecting her to come out looking more like uh, Captain Marvel of the yesteryear, yeah. you know, where yes. it's all the side shaved sides. I, I thought and the actually, hair the I thought center, the but... one sh- I thought the one side was going to be fully shaved. Yeah, uh, and so I, I liked it. I like that look. I, I'm into that look. But I even like. I think it's funny too, where not only does that part is shaven. But the other part doesn't really fit now into what mm-hmm. the hairdo is, and it's just up like tentacles and stuff. Yeah. It makes me laugh. But yeah, these these nanites have gone into their system, and they can look through and and access all of the video cameras in this prison. This is where they're figuring out more of the plan going. They even end up where Bentley is able to hack in and ends up, you know, doing all these things. And everybody is everybody's involved here. They're all around this big monitor, and they lead Julie to this prison cell uh which she does go in and again these are characters that i'm not very familiar with i haven't been reading long enough to really be uh, familiar with rebecca barnes but i went up and looked it up and it is kind of a big deal she is somebody who was killed and now seems to be back and has returned she's no mad she's she's had a, a bunch she of different names reminds me of the the girl that's in champions right now that nova's been going up against yeah, because yeah. of the the marks on her face but yeah i yeah, didn't really. look into it very much yeah no i looked it, it's rebecca barnes and she was nomad and she ended up dying in 2011 and uh, onslaught unleashed number four was, was the issue okay. that she died and the, the cool thing about it is though is she has this connection with cap and cap ended up having nightmares after she died and it ended up in his mind he thought that her energy did survive and she escaped death and and ends up saying that she thinks that he thinks that maybe she was sent out of this you know our universe the marvel reality uh, and maybe she would return eventually and that's why when so you end up seeing her shenanigans yes, and that's why when she says where she's like yeah no, i'm not gonna escape with you nonsense and when julie ends up saying well you stay here whatever but you know i graduated from the avengers academy and then she's like wait a minute what did you say because now she realized i think that as she's in this prison she doesn't realize that she's in the 616 she has no idea that she's in the universe that she should that be she's supposed in. to be that and she's that's been trying where to get she back freaks to. out yeah and she okay. freaks out that makes and then a lot says, more sense yeah and then ends up saying like wait a minute who was in the school and then when she starts saying an x23 and all these are people that she actually and she's like no no it can't be this and that's why she's like we got to get out of here now now she realizes i think that she had given up and she was in there like, eh, well, why should I keep going? And that's why she asked, does Spider-Man have a stupid thing that goes up the buildings? Yeah, the Spider-Mobile. Spider-Mobile. And that's yeah. where she realizes, okay, I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm actually here. And that's where it goes forward because there was multiversal nonsense. Cap was right that her energy ended up going out of the universe and then coming back now. So well, that's pretty disappointed cool. I, di- I didn't take the effort to look that up yeah, now because I, I actually makes it up that, for you. That, that, but bu- no, that bumps it my score up cool. a little bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's actually a really cool deal and gets me excited to kind of see, you know, 
know, her go forward, maybe interact with a cap and see what's going on. Uh, Yeah. In the meantime, though, they are trying to escape, obviously. But that's where you end up with the weird thing and the weird thing that ends up pulling our score, both of our scores down. And, And it's one of those you don't know who screwed up. You would guess it's art, right? Because of the idea that Alex says that he sees Reed and he says, okay. And the thing is, while we're going, they, they want to, Jeremy Whitley is trying to hold that back from us Mm -hmm. so that it is the cliffhanger, but it's mentioned too soon without us seeing anything right away. And it threw me off. And I, I thought to myself, is he insane? Like what's going on? And him saying that he saw him is off by the end because when they're going to escape they end up getting stopped and you do get a pretty cool idea of julie's powers when when they end up getting attacked uh you know she ends up flying and the you know the light deal that she's going with rebecca holding onto her back and uh then they end up with the whole team going in. They they end up blowing up the side of the prison with that big gun. And then when they go forward, then you see Bentley. And Bentley's pretty cool here. Like before, you kind of, like I said, you're like, eh, who's this little squirt that's yeah, you know, they kind got, of they a They got to fight guards and then the convicts also. Yeah, yeah they, they have to go through them. And you end up where Bentley ends up having a slingshot, you know, and mm-hmm. he has these little things. And you're like, okay, now we already, it, it's not a shock. When he shoots these, that they're more than what we would normally think, because we kind of got that idea of what he's into and what he does up until this. But it, it's kind of a cool deal. He shoots the one. He's like, oh, man, I didn't think it was that one. It opens up a wormhole where this tentacle monster comes and grabs this guy. Then he has another one that ends up electrocuting guys. It's pretty cool. But by the end, you end up where they go and they're trying to find Reed and it's actually the maker. And that is a cool deal if it looked like anybody we recognize because yeah, that the art maker is of way- 1610. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Earth and it's, yeah. And it, it, the thing is, he looks like the maker who's 12. Uh, he, he, he actually, he, he looks like 15. And yeah, it's he, just- he kind of looks like uh, the. Black Bolt's brother Maximus. Yeah, almost. yeah, he does. And, he's got no the, no gray sideburns whatsoever. Nope. Very young he looks looking like a face. Kid. Yeah, yeah. He's still and got the stretchiness. I can see, but yeah, you see that. He also looks like he has a burned victim side of his face. He looks like Two Face yeah. a little. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so you end up there where they end, and that's how it ends. It says to be continued where they go and they run into the maker. He has you know some guys with them, guys and gals ready to fight, and we'll see how that continues. Um, but what did you think of it? Oh, I, I really enjoyed most of the art. I, I liked the fact that it, it the art is playing to a younger audience. Like yeah, the I book love seems to playing to a younger audience. Um, it, it's it's more of a light hearted story. I, I I pretty much got a concept of all the kids and yep. their abilities, the some of the back history even because I haven't read much Fantastic Four in many yeah. many years. Uh, I've heard a lot of things about Hickman's run where the future foundation started and all that, but I haven't, I, it's, it's a vast amount to go through that. I just haven't got to. So I, I feel like this is a pretty much a, in a sense, a perfect first issue. I mean, I'm not going to give it a perfect score because it it wasn't, it wasn't fun enough. It wasn't energetic enough. Um, and that that last uh, end scene, it, it just threw a wrench in the whole whole thing because I mean, it, 
I was trying to write it off in my head that maybe they just saw that Reed Richards yeah, name, he, yeah. name was on like the the uh, sheet saying of everybody that's in this building. Like, oh, look, there's Reed's name. Yeah, there's but, Reed's I mean, name. I went back a couple times and it, it, it's like, oh, he's they on say, camera. They saw but, him on camera. But, yeah. It also seemed like there wasn't cameras in jail cells, but yep. this read isn't in the jail cell when they were also, you know, escaping. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm just going to have yeah. to go with it for now. And maybe this read is going to end up on the team or something. Maybe. I don't That's know. what I think. I, I actually think that that would be the case. Uh, but it they would say be he's weird. crazy, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe he's just going to hitch a ride home. But it, it does seem like maybe they'll use him because, again, they are going after the Molecule Man. And maybe they'll end up, you know, needing his help. And this will be a, a cool little addition. It's always cool when you get a crazy villain on the team with people. And so I wouldn't mind that, though. You also have his, you know, friends there, and you got a lot of people in this book already. And, and Jeremy Whitley, I think he does a really good job at giving you, you know, the characters. And and really, he's just going to go with the basics. So when you're done, you're like, okay, Bentley, he's real smart, but he thinks he's smarter than everyone else, and he's got daddy issues from it, you know, his whole clone thing and stuff like that. You have Julie, she, you know, is this, and and you get that, but. Going forward, we're going to have to spend some time with these characters so that we can continue that, or else we're going to get angry and adding more. I mean, it's, yeah, I was it's actually a full quite, roster. I was actually quite surprised on how much he, how much content he got yeah. in the twenty-one pages he was getting. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, felt, it. it felt like a bigger issue, not in the bad way of where I'm looking no. at the page count, but just like, man, there's a lot going on in this yeah. issue. So I, I'm I'm gonna set a seven eight. I was gonna go like seven five. Yeah, I was gonna go seven five clip. too. I'm going up to eight actually. Yeah, the I'm more we go talk seven, about eight. it, uh, just just because I, I I actually had more fun with that little uh, uh, issue that we had in the Fantastic Four. The back section it was only I'll like have to read that. Yeah, like I six or eight that. pages. It felt more lively Fun. to me in that yeah. more, but yeah i i like you said i love the art up until the end it was a weird choice and yeah. i'll just go it as a weird choice that they went with uh but i i do like the art i think that it is skewed towards younger audiences which i always like because i'm dumb and i like to read things for younger kids and then i can you know catch up easy but just I, trying I actually, to recapture your youth that's that all. is true but that actually <laughs> here's the thing is it's one of those where you get a book like this and this feels more like the comic stuff that I wanted to get involved with when I first started reading. And I read late. I was an older yeah. person when I read. But it's still I, I ended up, you know, getting towards stuff like this where I'm like, all right, I'm reading a comic book, then reading something that's miserable and yeah. dark I like, and things I like to like sprinkle that. in the miserable books. Yeah, I don't yeah, like to be fine. overwhelmed with them. Most I, of the time, I like this sort of book. Me and too. you can tell by the stuff that you know I like and the characters I like. I did mention to you that since me and you both seem to like this, it will not last because when we end up in <laughs> yep. even like a West Coast Avengers where it seems like me and you are the only ones who liked it. And I even jumped on late because I started reading it and I'm like, oh, double A, Ron, he keeps talking about it. And I read it and liked it enough, but I'll get, and then right when I start to read it again, it gets canceled. And oh things yeah, like that, that last so. issue I just read this weekend too, and it's not very good. I don't yeah, like the last so issue it was a rush to the so, end. So, yeah, yeah, it stinks. It was, so it yeah, so things like that, or even like Unstoppable Wasp. I think that I was one of the few people who read that. I've been uh, spending most like of my morning reading uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. 
Yeah, and I I end up liking that. And I and here's the deal: when people read that, it it, it ends up they it blows their mind. And people are like I don't like it. I don't get it. They don't like all the stuff in the the borders of the pages on the bottom and stuff yeah, like they, that. Yeah, they need stuff a brighter I color. Like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like it though. But uh, yeah, those are my. I, I ideals, like it too, so. but I I spent most of my day going like this is going to get old fast if yeah, this continues yeah, on. Yeah. Oh, it continues. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is like one of those where I'm. I'm actually looking forward to and i think that i hope that there doesn't get to be a point where you know it falls behind and will robson is off the book for you know one of those because i think that his art is definitely part of the appeal for me except for that last page but you know the cartoony look of it i really like and stuff like that so i hope that they're solid uh team that they don't have issues with that and have fill-ins and stuff and i i I hope that people like this i have a feeling that it's gonna do good at first and then people will just fall off it 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 just feels like one of those books that ends up people falling off it doesn't have a big name no, I and mean, a future yeah. foundation is, you know, you, you you get an idea that it's going to be with the Fantastic Four, but these people are all just. I, yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be looking. like a 12 issue maxi, yeah, mat, that's what uh, I think just so. to get the Molecule Man back. They yep, and they get need back. that character back for you know other purposes. Yeah. So yeah. I, and that's that, going to be, be the main focus of this book, I think. I don't feel, yep. I don't see it going past that. Honestly. I don't either, but I'm going to try to enjoy it while we're at it. But that's it. That's it for the podcast. Thank you for joining me. And I will mention everybody again. We have a website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where Double A-Ron is going to be reviewing books. I told him, get off your butt and start <laughs> reviewing the books. I was wondering. I, I actually thought to myself... Did did anybody ask him? Because it's kind of assumed that I figured you were going to review and you weren't reviewing. So I said, stop being lazy and start reviewing. And I say that because I need you to fill up the space of me being lazy because I I, keep missing my books is what happens. Yeah, I ended up, I said, I end up missing my books because I, I had World War Three this weekend. I was getting yelled at. But I uh, go over to the site, like I said. And also, if you want to check out, because like I said, we're going to be having this one podcast for a while, just on Sunday night, the weekend edition. Uh, we're going to figure out how we're going to do it. This is kind of at the last second we did this one. But we're going to have, you know, more of a plan going forward. But if you want some stuff before then, we end up having the Patreon Marvel Spotlight, which is at patreon.com slash weird science i'll have all these things in the show notes thanks everybody thank you double a ron and I'll always talk a pleasure to man everybody later